This week's episode is brought to you in part by 20%. 20% is the chance that people 18 to 35 think that they have of dying from the Kung Flu. 20%. They think they have a 20% chance they're going to die, an 88% chance they're going to get it, 40-something percent chance they're going to be hospitalized, and a 20% chance they're going to die. They think they think one in five people dies under the age of 35 from the Kung Flu. It's like 2,000 times the actual death rate of people under the age of 35. That Those are the people, these are the people that control you. These are the people that are demanding that your mayor and do mask mandates is people that don't understand how to do basic math. And the people that taught them how to do basic math are demanding that schools don't open until kids are mandated to wear masks. Teachers can work even less hours than they currently do. Oh, and also they need to defund charter schools and the police because that has a lot to do with education. This is a fucking clown world. We we need to we need to we need to learn from the French Revolution and start executing people in the streets. Uh, I've I've come to this point where I just want to murder everyone that I disagree with because I know that the second they get any modicum of power, they will have me murdered. So uh, yeah, twenty percent, twenty percent is here for you. <laughs> Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North and South, East to West, the only formerly in, incontinent podcast talking about all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tim the Handlebreaker. With me today, as always, is my good buddy, Tab Burt. Welcome back, everybody. And on the ones and twos, it's Todd Seidel. Yes, I'm here. Thanks to uh, Tab. Thank you, Tab. You're welcome. Todd saved, saved his life. I did. I did, yeah. <laughs> Uh, from a, from just a, a field of anti-mask protesters, I shot all of them. I gotta go buy more ammo, and the police should, could be here at any minute. So we gotta jump into this episode. Uh, our cuckold mayor here in Tulsa wants to mandate masks, uh-huh. um, but he's he's looking into it. He's gonna decide on Wednesday. This is such an emergency <laughs> that he's gonna decide later this week. He announced this last week, by the way. Yeah, he announced it. He announced it what Thursday that he was going to decide on yeah. Wednesday if we needed to have a mask mandate. Uh-huh. Look, if it's that big of an emergency, just do it. Just do it. You you had a great you had a great uh, analogy analogy. Yeah, I said it would be like it would be like them announcing a tornado half an hour after it happened. <laughs> well, it'd be like it'd be like you guys. Uh, there's a tornado coming, but uh, we're gonna wait just a little bit longer to. Uh, to let you know how bad it's going to be and yeah. what you need to do to keep safe. He's doing some market research to find out exactly how many people are going to show up outside his house and start throwing bricks. Because <laughs> what it is, is he, he also said on Twitter, he said on Twitter, I'm getting more and more people asking me to give a mask mandate. If, you're, if those people are asking you to mandate masks, those fucking people can wear masks. Yeah. They can't make me wear a mask. And the fact that, like... All that all that you need in order to make a decision as mayor is not any evidence or statistics. It's just who can shout the loudest at you mm-hmm. makes you a fucking pussy coward bitch, and you should fucking resign from your position and then kill yourself because you are doing nothing for nobody. 
Sec- the second the fucking Black Lives Matter protesters were like, all right, we're heading to Mayor Bynum's house. Uh-huh. He fucking turned tail and fled. And the people that agree with Black Lives Matter don't think that makes him a coward. I'm trying to figure out what what it makes him, if not a coward. Yeah, yeah. To the fucking second someone's going to come to your house, you're like, we got to get out of here, everybody. And you flee like a little pussy bitch. And then immediately give in to their demands. Yeah, anything you want, we'll do all of it. Just please don't come to my house. Yeah. You are being, we are being led by the mob in Tulsa, and that is absolutely unbelievable. That means if I got up a big enough posse to bitch and moan about the lockdowns ending, are you going to listen to us? If I can get enough people to scream at you? Fucking motherfucker. I, oh, God, I would love, I would love to get five minutes alone in a room with GT Bynum and, uh, and I would just beat the I beat the ever loving fuck out of him right up to the point of death, and then I would just leave him there. <laughs> and they could twenty fifth amendment his ass and get someone who's not a fucking retard, brain dead moron into this city to actually run something and not care about bur- keeping his fucking grandfather and father's legacy of trust fund baby bullshit ruining this fucking city for decades. Ugh. I'd like to strangle him with his fucking tie. That's what I'd like to do. I, I heard he's doing research. He's doing a lot of research, though, uh, at how the masks affect his erections. So I'm yeah. pretty sure we'll be safe there. I hope TPD comes and knocks on my door. Did you say you wanted to strangle the mayor to death with, with his necktie? Yes, yes. I did. <laughs> Fucking take me to jail. I'd love to sue the fuck out of all of you guys for in, invasion of the First Amendment, you motherfuckers. I'm not wearing a mask. If I do wear a mask, I'm wearing my full face respirator, which does yeah. absolutely yeah. nothing for anyone around me, but it protects me 100%. And it, I'm also sure it'll make people uncomfortable because they want you to wear a little cloth nothing, yeah. a little sheep thing. I'm coming in there fucking guns blazing. <laughs> Sir, you can't wear that in here. I'm supposed to wear a mask, aren't I? Meanwhile, out my little respirator hole is just my breath aimed right at your face going... <laughs> Cause I'm, cause I'm six foot two, mm-hmm. and that thing comes out about where my chin is, and it's pointed outwards. Nice. So every exhalation of breath is focused into a little nozzle where it rockets out the front of my face directly <laughs> into you. Does absolutely nothing for you. Nothing protects but me one hundred. If they're wearing their masks, maybe, no, maybe because it will. the argu- they, argument I keep getting is that the masks aren't to protect me. I don't wear a mask to protect me. I wear a mask to protect you. But I don't give a fuck about you. Just like you don't give a fuck about me. You only give a fuck about you. And you want me to wear a mask to protect you. And you're saying, well, I'm wearing a mask so I protect you too. Even though you don't care. You know I don't care. And you also don't care about me. You just want me to wear a mask to protect you. And I fucking hate you at this point. And I would sooner piss on your grave than do anything to accommodate you in any way. Like, I want to go fucking jackhammer the fucking ramps out of buildings so fucking wheelies can't get in. At this point, because fuck you guys. If you're not fucking healthy enough to go outside and you're fucking afraid of getting a virus, get fucked. Fucking stay inside your little fucking pussy home. Hide like a bitch forever. Or hang yourself. That's the only way to be safe. (laughs) It's making me nuts. It's making me nuts that like we're having the same fucking conversation we had four fucking months ago with the same fucking people who back then were like, oh, it's dangerous, it's dangerous, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. There's a 20% chance that I'm going to die. No, there's not. It's less than 1%. Are you, there was a guy who was like 24. It's who less just, than 0.1%. Yeah. There's a guy who's like 24 who just died. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, 24-year-old dies. See, you're not immune. And then they show us a picture. He weighs like 500 pounds. He has diabetes. What a shocker that this guy got sick and died. 
Also, I think there was rumor that he was a homosexual and might have also had HIV. So, yeah, I'm totally at risk. Well. <laughs> Me not being a fat motherfucker and not having diabetes. <laughs> and do you know why? Do you know why I'm immune, Tim? Why? Because a lot of people our age aren't even, they're not, they're, they're getting it. And they're not even getting antibodies because their body's natural immune response suppresses it so quickly that they they don't have to build specific antibodies. You're just general T cell general immunity. antibodies. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like fuck you, fuck you, virus, you weak piece of shit. Ah, uh, the beauty beauty of youth and health. Because I keep that people are like, well, you just need to sign a waiver that says you won't accept medical care. I'm like, sure. Yeah. You know how many times I've gone to the doctor in the last fifteen years. Three. Three times. You know what they were all for? Uh, were they all bites or just... just the, They're all injuries. All injuries. Yeah. yeah. I fell down and hurt my hand oh, yeah, in right. like 2013. Uh-huh. I was in a car accident last year, uh-huh. and I was bitten by my cat last year. Yeah. Those are the three times I've had to go to the doctor in the last forever. Two of them were last year. Two of them were last year, yeah. Oh, that's true. Think about that. Outliers, really. Really, yeah. Think about it. On the curve, it's like this huge spike. Time's gone to the doctor. Zero, 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 one, zero, zero. Oh, my God, twice! <laughs> There's a huge spike! That's the spike. Zero, that's the spike. That's the spike. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, I switched to Verizon because I went to AT&T. I went to the AT&T store last week. Because mm-hmm. uh, you, you couldn't hear me. Because I could not hear you now. Yeah. Uh, they were. I went to AT&T because I'm moving to a new place, and I was like, well, maybe I'll dump Cox Internet and get AT&T Internet. Uh-huh. Bundle it with my cell phone because I've had AT&T for seven years. For seven years, they've been trying to sell me on bundles. Yep. Add TV, internet, phone, home phone, and whatever other bu- other bullshit we want to sell you, and somehow it'll it'll save you money. I was like, but it, but will it? <laughs> so I go into the AT&T store, and first off, they won't even let you go inside. The guy's like, let me check you in out here. He's got his little tablet, and he like takes some information. That's weird. He's like, what are you here for? I'm like, well, I'm trying to see if I can add, if looking into adding home internet to my bill at my new address, see if it'll save me money. He's like, all right, cool. And then we go inside and he's like, uh, do you have a mask? I go, I don't, I don't own a mask. And he's like, um, well, here, I can give you one. I go, no, that's okay. I don't want one. Mm-hmm. And then he just freezes while he looks me in the face and I look <laughs> him in the face. And he, he looks at me in the face is like what looks like forming terror uh-huh. and i'm looking at him in the face like what are we gonna do finally here? someone finally <laughs> someone has uh and it's just this long awkward pause and he's like well can we help you outside in your car i'm like I'm, i don't want to sit in my car and run the ac my, do you realize like what poor gas mileage my car gets <laughs> just fucking sitting with the ac on is gonna be is gonna kill like cost me a fortune uh-huh. and two sitting without the ac is gonna be fucking miserable <laughs> And I go, you know what? I'm just going to stick with Cox. And I immediately left, drove to a Verizon store, opened up a Verizon account, went inside the store, didn't have to wear a mask, got everything handled, transferred by number. I have a new phone. I no longer have AT&T. I keep you my, I went to Cox. Cox also did not make me wear a mask. They're like, yeah, we can just transfer your, you just take all your setup right now, take it to your new place and plug it in. It'll work. Perfect. <laughs> That's all I wanted. How, look at how easy this was, AT&T. Yep. And all it took was someone not making me wear a mask because everyone else, everyone else in the store is wearing a mask, right? So one dude not wearing a mask. Yeah. I'm, and also, I'm not sick. I don't have any symptoms. Where's the risk? Would you have let them take your temperature? No. 
No. No. I, I have a Fourth Amendment right to privacy. I, I, just, I understand. <laughs> but if if they said, okay, you can come in here and do your business and not wear a mask, all we got to do is take your temperature real quick. No, because I'd point out to them, that because uh, I would ask, what's your threshold? And most places, the threshold is 100 degrees, mm-hmm. right? If I test with 100, if I get, the, you take my temperature and I'm at 99.9, I'm running a four degree, I'm running a three degree fever. Mm-hmm. Three and a half degree fever. Yeah. And I know that because I know my body's normal condition. Yes. But you don't know that because you're basing this on bunk science uh-huh. based on thermometers that did work 200 years ago. They're yeah. u- they're using the laser ones, right? Yeah, they're using no touch ones. Yeah, those yeah. those aren't accurate no, at all. <laughs> and, and unless they calibrate it in front of you, how do you know that it's... Well, yeah, they're not accurate at all. But it's also like I know my normal resting body temperature uh-huh. is 96 and a half. Yeah. It's way low. It's always been way low. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, there's Cold a variance blooded. in human body temperatures. Yeah, just on the low end. Yeah. So I've always so when I when I'm not feeling well and I take my own temperature and I read at 98 or 99, I'm like, oh man, I got a little bit of a fever. Uh-huh. But based on your your criteria, you take my temperature. You're like, oh yeah, you're totally fine. Everyone in here is going to die because they have an 80 percent chance of dying mm-hmm. according to their own minds. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't live in the matrix, right? Because your the fear of the virus would kill us all. Because your mind would make it real. Oh, it's a good thing right, that'll do right. it like uh, turkey, like where they jam a probe in your body to get to the uh, core yeah. temperature. You know, that's the that's the future. We're gonna have to swallow little core temperature sensors every once a week. I mean, there's, and that'll there's, pair there's, with your phone. There's a way that's a lot easier. <laughs> a, a rectal thermometer, a yeah. constant butt plug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you like scan your phone, and it's like, oh yeah, Bluetooth enabled butt plugs that take your temperature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your temperature looks good. Oh, that's good. Can I take this thing out now? It's ridiculous because what we need is herd immunity. Like, yeah. we need more people to get it and have these low-symptom cases. We just need to isolate the elderly, protect the elderly, the people that are at risk, the sick and whatnot, and let everyone else live their fucking lives. I went out to a bar Saturday. It was pretty well-packed. Nobody's wearing masks. Everyone's having a great time. Yep. There's no need for these fucking masks. They don't do anything. All it is is... Even Fauci, the people that everyone's like, Fauci, the god Fauci, he referred to mask as a talisman and a showing of community spirit, not a thing that actually protects you from yeah, medical device. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my that's my ranting and raving, Tim. Tim, do you have any news for people that isn't in your issue that I am <laughs> excited to talk about? Yeah, uh, let me think. Uh, I don't think so. I think we're pretty issue issue we're issue focused, heavy today. Issue heavy today. Well, why don't we get right into it? And this is a special one, and you're going to find out why right now. Here's what I don't get. Cancel bait. Last night, I, well, Aunt Buck received a text from someone that we know uh, who needed to talk to me. I call this person, and they had been a guest on the show in some capacity from a long time ago. And... They said, hey, uh, I have a request if if you are, you know, I, I, I need something. Um, I need for my appearance on the show to be scrubbed. And I said, and I, before I even took the phone call, I knew like, oh, I know, like, I know what's going on here. Call up. Yeah. They said, look, um, so... I, I'm going to have to keep the details vague, as vague as possible. 
to keep this person from suffering any reprisals from me talking about it. And I do not uh, fault this person one bit for this conversation. You'll see why. This person took a, a position somewhere. And as part of taking this position, they had to uh, disclose things they said, you know, their social media, um, YouTube channels, stuff like that. And uh, unfortunately, that also required them to disclose that they had been on Here's What I Don't Get, particularly back when it had been a very heavily political podcast back when me and Joel Chaco started it. And so I, uh, I call them up. They're like, yeah, I took this position and I had to disclose that. And I was told, so they were called in the office and they said, if we had known that you had been on this show, we would not have given you this position because we're very uncomfortable with this thing that was said. And she was like, what, what thing that was said? If you don't mind my asking. And they took one phrase, one phrase out of an entire conversation. And if you chop that phrase out of its context, well, out of certain contexts and you all, and you applied certain other contexts, it could sound bad. And because it could sound bad, if parts of the context were ignored, but not the entire context, then this person could get canceled. Like the person and their employer and everything else could get canceled, 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 canceled. And this is not a person who is typically afraid of offending, not someone who is typically known for um, bowing down to the whims and unreasonable demands of others, particularly unreasonable demands. A person who would you know, normally say, you know what, um, no, a person after my own heart, a person who would say, uh, you don't like what I said? Good. Good for you. Good for you. That makes me happy. It makes me happy to know that we have a difference of opinion and that I just broadened your horizons like an anus with a big fat cock going into it. I just widened your horizons out, walled them out real good. Not the kind of person who would uh, bow down, but you know what? You have to have a job in this life. Well, I mean, not right now. You could get unemployment, but in this life, you have to have a job. And to a certain degree, you have to maintain a reputation. And especially in this particular person's line of work and the career they've they've carved out for themselves, if your reputation takes even a tiny hit, if you if your ship is not completely airtight, and I mean completely airtight, cancel. Cancel, cancel, cancel. And I mean from from the time that you get canceled all the way back to the time you're born. Anything you messed up, cancel. But there's this thing going around where they're saying cancel culture doesn't exist. This makes me. Crazy. And I just have to submit to you. Get fucked. <laughs> get absolutely fucked. Cancel culture exists. It is alive and well. It's thriving. As a matter of fact. Cancel culture is like glitter. Or herpes. Because they're the same thing, honestly. Cancel culture infects one aspect of something and then it just spreads and it never goes away. 
And I don't really know how to excise it from society at this point, other than to just when someone tries to cancel someone else, you just shame them and reward the person they're canceling. Anything wrong that you say, anything funny, anytime you have an opinion that doesn't line up with the narrative, it's bait. It's bait in the water for someone to come along. Any little itty bitty minnow can just come along and nibble at that bait. And any of them have the power to turn around and cancel you. Cancel you completely. It doesn't take a big fish. It doesn't even take a fish. The worm on the hook can turn around and cancel you if it wants to. Everyone who has a voice of any kind is vulnerable. I've often thought, God, I hope I never have to run for public office. It's it's like something, something's just going to come back and cancel me. Some joke I told somebody, some, like when listeners would contact me and we'd have a conversation in private and I'd make jokes that I might not make on the show. And screenshots pop up. Can you believe that Uncle Buck called somebody the F slur? Oh, boy, here we go. Faker. Here we fucking go. (laughs) So, can you believe Uncle Buck wrote a song where he actually sang the N-word and then bleeped it out? Fakers. Here we fucking go. Oh, my God. All of it. All of it. Unbearable. Thanks, everyone. This has been Uncle Buck. I'll catch you guys next time. (gasps) Bye-bye. So, I'll release. There's actually a 20-minute version of that. uh, Uh That. With Buck's permission, I edited down. Uh, that'll be on the Patreon for everybody. So, essentially, what happened was Buck called me earlier this weekend and was like, hey, I need you to take down these two episodes of the show. And I'm very, 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 very vehemently against that because I don't like editing uh, for content, especially post-facto. These, yes. are, these, are, these are statements and from... Buck, uh, Buck knows that. Buck knows that, yeah. Uh, these are statements from three years ago that if taken out of context and we ignore, like, that's the thing. That's the thing yeah. about the cancel culture is that it's never it's never like, oh, um, this guy, this guy literally said that he loves Hitler and wants to exterminate all the Jews and, uh-huh. and thinks that a Fourth Reich is needed. No, it's always like uh, this guy was on a, a comedy show and he dressed up like Hitler and did a, a satirical version of Hitler. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's the Charlie Chaplin? Charlie Chaplin, film? Uh, the, the dictator. The, 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 uh, we need to dictator. cancel Charlie Chaplin because he did the dictator. It's like, yeah, but the whole the whole point is that it's the joke. Like, the, it's <laughs> what are you doing? So, uh, so. I complied, and uh, short term, basically, the episodes are now Patreon only, patron only, and the, the unedited episode, unedited. the unedited episodes will continue to be Patreon, patron supporter only. Yes, the I will edit this person out of the episode that they episodes they originally in and re-release them onto the feeds, and they will be an edited version, and it will have a disclaimer that says it's an edited version. Uh, and I just wonder how much more, like, is this is this going to happen again? Because it keeps happening. And the thing that fucking baffles me is the people that claim cancel culture doesn't exist. It's because, always existed. Because what they, the, what they, the one that I love was someone was like, can we not call it cancel culture? Can we, can we now just call it people facing some fucking consequences for their shitty opinions? And it's like, yeah, but there shouldn't be a consequences for having a shitty opinion, no. especially on a long enough timeline. Where where you can change your opinion, 20, and twenty years later, that opinion is now yeah. 
In 2001, in 2002, in 2003, my opinion was, was that George Bush, George W. Bush, was literally the devil <laughs> and that the war in Iraq was bad. Uh-huh. My opinion in 2020 is that George W. Bush is probably the devil and the war in Iraq is bad. But there was a period in there where my position really changed, uh-huh. and now we've kind of come full circle back, but my reasoning is much different. At any point, my different opinion could be canceled, and especially, especially like it's worse now for kids. You know, we grew up on the internet. It, does your MySpace, MySpace page still exist? I never had a MySpace. I had a Zanga. Mine does. Does your Zanga page still exist? I assume so. No. Because oh, they I, deleted them all. Oh, did they? No. Yeah. They went out of business. They're all gone. Yeah. Uh, but the kids now, kids are like, eight years old and they've got Facebook pages and they post every dumbass thing that uh-huh. comes to their mind. And so in 20 years, they're going to cancel them. It's like uh, James Gunn got canceled briefly for his trauma films. It's like they are trauma films. I don't know if you understand that. I, I don't think he got canceled for the, the films. He got canceled for tweets. For oh, jokes. for jokes, for jokes. Yeah. That's the thing that makes me the most nuts is the canceling for jo- jokes. And the this argument that it's people paying uh, facing consequences for their shitty opinions. Mm-hmm. At what point is it enough, right? Yeah. Let's say let's say you work for you know Bank of America, sure. for instance. You are a mid level executive. Mm-hmm. Your name is big enough that when they search for Tim the Handlebreaker, it's like Tim is a guy at Bank of America. Yeah. You have your private Twitter account where you. Post, uh, you know, you share news stories about video games and Critical Role, and sure. you're, you're into all kinds yeah, of, you know, yeah, all yeah. the th- same stuff you're into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's say five years ago you were really into uh, Transformers. Okay. Right. And now in 2020, they've decided that Transformers is somehow a symbol of white supremacy. Okay. And uh, it it uh, disenfranchises the transgender sure. voice. Uh huh. And you've got all these posts where, like, uh, you you paid an artist, and uh-huh. you had you and a group of friends commissioned yeah. to draw a drawing of you guys as if you were all Transformers that of, like, your favorite. Awesome. Like, like my Transformer would be my car. Your, car. your Transformer would be, like, I don't know, maybe a guitar. Sure, yeah, or yeah. Or a yeah. game controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, you have this, like, it's, it's awesome. this this picture of, of a bunch of friends. Right <laughs> yeah, and it's, like... Uh, he he hired an artist to draw this thing that's obviously hate speech, hate speech against the trans culture, uh-huh. and they fire you from Bank of America. Yeah, right. That's not good enough, because because when you you're like, okay, I got canceled, and then you're uh-huh. like, well, I'm gonna get a job at this new startup and uh, try and make a new start. I'm sorry for appropriating trans culture. You have the pictures deleted. Uh-huh. Well, then they find out you work for this uh, upstart, and they call them, and they're like, oh, hey, did you know that he hates trans people? And they get you canceled from there. Yep. Count Dankula, who was, he made he made that Nazi pug the Nazi joke, pug joke, joke uh-huh. video, uh, which is really a criticism of Nazi culture, yep. and which he says in the video, and the courts even said, if we ignore the context, then this is bad. And it's like, yeah, if what do you listen to the words that are coming out of your fucking stupid hole? I realize they're hard to understand because you're in Scotland, but fucking give it a try. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He couldn't get a he tried to quit the he tried to quit the internet and just go like, I'm just gonna get a job at a pawn shop. Yeah. And they called the pawn shop and harassed the pawn shop owner until the pawn shop owner was like, Yeah, I'm sorry, we 
I, we can't have you here if this is going to be what happens. And he got they wouldn't they won't let him have a life. Yeah. I got sued for three hundred eighty million dollars. I try and get a fucking approved to rent a house, and what comes up when they you look for me? <laughs> yeah. How much? What fucking repercussions is this going to face me in my entire life? That some bald dumb fuck decided that he was upset with some jokes. Yep. Even without any details. It's never going to be enough. And you didn't even get canceled. And I didn't even get canceled. It will never be enough for these people. Cancel culture does exist. And the other, my other, my biggest problem with cancel culture is not is that it has to be an active thing and not a passive thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like Nike hires Colin Ka Kaepernick to be the sponsor of Nike, uh -huh. right? And I hate Colin Kaepernick because I think he's a he's a huge fuckwit who hates America who who. Pretends to hate America because it can be advantageous to him, mm -hmm. even though America is responsible for the fact that he's a fucking millionaire. Mm -hmm. So if I was a Nike consumer, I would stop buying Nike. Yeah. I don't buy Nike to begin with, so I really don't have a voice in this fight. Okay. I can't call into Nike and be like, hey, I'm not buying Nike products until you fire Colin Kaepernick. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't buying Nike products before. And that's what happens with all this shit. Some fucking comedian makes some joke that people don't like they don't listen to his comedy they don't watch his show they don't even have fucking cable access to watch the network that his show is on and yet these fucking mobs come up on twitter and facebook yeah, yeah. where they get amplified 10 voices get amplified a hundred thousand times this dude gets fired and you end up gaining nothing this is what happens with happened with ghostbusters 2016 and for the fucking charlie's angels reboot you're you are trying to pander to a vocal minority, and while they will scream and shout, they won't actually do anything when the time comes. Mm -hmm. That's why you can dismiss all these old fans as trolls and as incels. Oh, they don't want to see uh, Ghostbusters women because it has women. Like, no, we don't want to see your movie because it doesn't look good. But you listen to this vocal minority who doesn't even have an interest. In, yeah, we love Lady Ghostbusters. It's going to be great. Where were you opening weekend? Yeah. Which is why I find it kind of funny the stuff you hate about the Last of Us Two. Yeah. Well, I just I I, just, I, I, I I understand that you you know, like you're not out there going trying to cancel it. No. But there are people that aren't the audience that weren't the audience for it in the first place. That yeah. Are like the people that Metacritic review bombed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cancel culture. That's yeah. you. Guess you, what? It's. <laughs> It's doing pretty all right. Is it? That's the thing is that you, you get these mobs and then they demand a bunch of shit and people give in. I saw this. and It's, it's, just, it's just it's it's more prevalent now and it's worse than it ever has been. Because cancel you can cancel has, random people. Yes. It's always existed. Um, do you remember a lady by the name of... I Man, this, this, someone brought this up a couple weeks ago uh, or last week in the midst of uh, all this cancel culture. Um, Sinead O'Connor. Yes, and she tore up the photo she tore of the, up the pope. picture of the Pope against. Do you remember why she did it? No, I don't remember why she did it. It was against the Church covering up um, child sex, child abuse. sex crimes in uh, in organized uh, Catholicism. Yeah, she tore up a picture of the Pope on SNL. Wasn't ever heard from again. Yeah. It's existed forever. There, yeah. I saw this interesting story. Speaking of the church, the the church was the ones that the that church was yeah. the ultimate. The, cancel it's the original. Culture. I mean, the original, the original canceled, parent yeah. parent television cancel cancel. Yeah. And I mean, look at Galileo. He got fucking cancel culture right out of here because he went against the church. I saw this interesting story. Uh, this guy he said he tweeted this. 
What is cancel culture? A few months ago, I was at a postdoc at Penn State with a soon-expiring contract and was job-hunting for tenure-track professorships. I posted the following tweet citing the well-known social contagion hypothesis forwarded by Dr. Lisa Littman's work on ROGD, which is uh, the idea that social contagion is the spread of effector behaviors through a population, peer contagion and particular is the process where an individual or peer mutually influence each other in a way that promotes emotions and behaviors that can potentially have negative effects on their development. Social contagion is the same way video games became more and more prevalent in our generation than they were in prior generations. Well, the argument being this, that uh, the rise of transgenderism and gender dysphoria is caused by some somewhat by social contagion. Sure. It's, it's more prevalent than, yeah. Yeah. So he continues. Some people thought this was cancel worthy and attempted to spread word of my quote, vile transphobia unquote to my colleagues, even tagging diversity organizations in my field. Colin is not, not even not even knowing what his own thoughts are on it. Exactly. He could he could be he could have been like, hey, this is a great thing. More people know about yeah. it. Yeah, more yeah. <laughs> Colin is on the job market. I hope the EEB community is paying attention. The goal was to limit my employment. Then some activists posted a quote job on the largest job board in my field, visited by hundreds, if not thousands, of biologists a day during hiring season that read, quote, Colin Wright is a transphobe who supports race science, unquote. <laughs> People also told me they contacted hiring committees, and he has pictures here of all of this. Uh Um, And then, of course, came the absurd gaslighting. Quote, heavens no, we aren't trying to prevent anyone from getting a job. We certainly don't want anyone getting blacklisted. Besides, (laughs) a graduate student like Kevin Bird doesn't even have that kind of power, unquote. Yeah, right. Students at Penn State told diversity committees my essays and tweets made them feel unsafe on campus. Department chairs at other universities told me they like my work, but that HR wouldn't approve hiring me due to my public views. Hiring me would be too risky, they said. Don't let anyone tell you cancel culture isn't real. It is, and it's ferocious. All these leftists say that cancel culture isn't real or that it only targets the powerful. They are gaslighting you, just like they did to me when they said they weren't trying to blacklist me. I ended up deleting the original tweet shortly after they attempted to cancel me since people were spreading lies about what social contagion actually meant and what it was referring to. I was concerned it may have been vague enough for people to poison the well regarding my motives. Looking back, I regret deleting the tweet out of fear that my intent would be intentionally twisted by the mob. I think it's time to fix that. And he ended up retweet. He remade the tweet. I should quickly mention that Penn State was not the problem. They never sanctioned me for my essays or tweets. They never caved into student complaints. The problem was how students and others outside the university conspired to trash my reputation and limit my yep. job prospects. People that aren't even aren't they're, they're not even in your field. There's like it's it'd be one thing if you go into a hiring manager and he's like, Oh, you host here's what I don't get. I fucking hate you. <laughs> and he doesn't hire you. But because like a bunch of people called him and were like, He hosts this show, here's what I don't get, where he gets angry at the mayor and calls him a cuck. <laughs> he shouldn't have a city job. Even even though that's the only job that's available to me, to me, it's crazy. It's crazy. And the gaslighting to pretend that it doesn't exist when it so clearly exists. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Louis C.K., why was Louis C.K. kicked out of comedy in the entertainment biz? For asking women if he could masturbate in front of them? Yeah, but you know, do you know what most people think the reason why he was kicked out of the entertainment industry? Why? Because he was a rapist. The The <laughs> narrative The narrative was totally changed around. Yeah. That now Louis C.K. is a rapist, like when really he's just like a kind of like a weird dude. He's a weird dude with a modicum of power. He was he was asking for consent. Yes. He was asking for consent. Yeah. And even the women that were like, yeah, I let him jerk off in front of me and I didn't like it. Their story is 
he asked me if he could jerk off in front of me, and I said yes, but I wasn't comfortable with it. Like, but how is he fucking supposed to know that? He's not a fucking mind reader. But here he is, gone, gone like the rest of them, because we cannot allow people that think differently from us to have the ability to spread their contagion of thoughts. <laughs> it's it's mind-boggling. And it's mind-boggling that it happens to small people. It's one thing that happens to celebrities, but it can happen to real people, like the Covington High School kid. You remember him? The guy with the Indian? Yeah, the, the Indian the... who came and got in his face, and yeah, he just yeah. like looked, he just Smiled didn't react. Him. Yeah. And people called him smug and called for death threats against him and uh, tried to get him kicked out of high school, tried to get him stopped from being uh, going to a university. Uh-huh. And then the fucking useless kids that bullied that kid into killing them at South Park High School in Florida. You remember that one? David Hogg and the bald chick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The FBI's oh, okay. son. Yeah. Yeah. They... When people criticize them, it's like, oh, you can't talk about them. They're kids. Like, you literally tried to cancel a 17-year-old because he didn't react to a crazy, fake Indian man in his face. And so it's it's two, it's two fold, it's a two-fold system. I mean, this is what happened in communism, right? And now they're trying to use psychology to do it. Mm-hmm. I saw an article this week that was... Psychologists show a link between people who don't want to use masks and low IQs. Now, correlation does not equal causation. Uh-huh. And my guess is that, because I, I didn't actually read the article, but my guess is that uh, people that are smart enough just don't talk to you. My guess is it's a bell curve, right? There's yeah. the people on the dumb side of the bell curve. They're like, I'm not wearing masks because I don't want to get told what to do. Then there's people on the smart side of the bell curve that analyze the data for themselves and go, these don't do anything. And then there's your average section where those people are sheep because they think they're smarter than they are and they think that the data they're being given is good. Mm-hmm. Here's here's my thought. My thought is that it's it, it has, like everything else, it has become a political issue. Yeah. I saw a map recently that uh, took a bunch of voter data and and decide, and and with the U.S. map, and it was like, Here's what the U.S. map would be look like, the state's blue and red, if only this popu- section of the population voted, right? Uh-huh. So uh, the only one that was overwhelmingly uh, red state was non-college-educated white males. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, there's a little bit of... Cor- I mean, I, I think, uh, it, I think the, the info is out there that... Um, but college also teaches you to think like a communist, which is why they vote sure, for Democrats. Sure, sure, sure. Well, uh, sure, but like, also... Do you, do you, you don't even... I, you can't even begin to understand the misery of having conservative viewpoints and living through a college experience for five years. No, no, I can't. Like, the constant onslaught of bullshit that uh-huh. gets thrown at you, if you are a weaker-willed person than I am, and I don't know. I don't know how much weaker willed. Like fifty percent. <laughs> I don't know where that is. Yeah. I know that it was very hard for me to keep my rudder fixed. I mean, and a- know what I know and know what I believe. Yeah. Because it'd be so. It would been so much easier on me to just give in and be like, "Yeah, I love Hillary Clinton." <laughs> um, I I was just. Uh, I think it's. Uh, it's it's the. I mean, the the data's out there. Uh, uh, Republican voters are over, are on average have a lower IQ than Democratic voters. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm I don't just saying believe that, that at all. It's a, it's 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 not a it's a it's a wealth thing. 
I, I, I don't believe those kinds of studies because I one I don't believe people t- talk to study people honestly. I <laughs> and I also yeah, wonder. I that's, also that's 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 the other thing. really here's the really other, that's the problem is studies. Here's the other thing that I think about it. When those studies come out like that, did you give these people an IQ test and then ask them about their politics, or no. did you go, "What are your politics? What's your IQ?" Mm-hmm. And I feel like Democrats are more likely to be like, "Oh yeah, a I'm bit. a 135." <laughs> yeah, the, the real problem is quote studies. Yeah, it's taking taking like because I mean honestly, how many how many Americans could one study study and in in a in a given amount of time? Yeah, well, it's and usually like would, a thousand people, uh-huh, and then you equate that to three hundred twenty million Americans. And the other the other problem is that like they do one study, they get it published in these peer reviewed journals that mm-hmm. just fucking expedite this shit right through, and they now you've got a study out and you can cite this study even though it has been replicated. So it's uh-huh. com- complete. It's like are are eggs good for you? Oh yeah, right, right. That's or uh, wine, wine, yeah. wine. That, that's one the glass one. of wine is great. One bottle of wine is great. No wine ever. Uh-huh. One beer, yep. some whiskey. It's yep. just like it's all over the board. So yeah, you, I don't, I don't buy any kind of stats like that. It's yeah, like, I mean, it's like what we're looking at with the the kung flu. You know the the old saying that. Stats don't lie, but liars use statistics. You go, there are 15,000 new cases. And don't mention that you have upped testing through the roof. Yeah, yeah. There's been 5,000 deaths. There are 5,000 deaths reported, the highest number since the beginning of the thing. And you look at the numbers, and 60% of the deaths are from April during the peak mm-hmm. that are now just being backfilled in. I'm like, uh, oh, so really there was only like 15 new deaths. Awesome. That's great news. That is yep. great news. Uh, the cancel cancel culture will never end in, until we have a world where people actually value freedom and people are taught not to want to interfere in the feelings and behaviors of others. Because that's that's basically what's happened. Everybody keeps talking about, oh, the pendulum's going to swing back, the pendulum's going to swing back. Fucking how? How are people going to go, oh, yeah, I want to have, I want to give other people freedom? Mm-hmm. No, the only way to make the pendulum swing back at this point is to just, like, we need a civil war. And we either need to conquer the communist scum and the socialists that have ruined this country over the last 50 years. I know I sound like Glenn Beck, but yeah. I'm fucking serious. Or we need to split into two countries and the us freedom lovers can go live in freedomtopia and you motherfuckers can live in your big cities eating bugs, living in pods <laughs> and not being able to drive anywhere because you can't afford any fucking gasoline. Uh, where the state provides everything for you and this slaughters you at a whim like they did in New York by, sh- oh, we don't need to protect these old people. No. Nope. Send them to the fucking <laughs> nursing homes. And then, oh, and then the gaslighting on that. This is crazy. There was a big fucking poster celebrating New York's handling of the coronavirus. Did you see this? No. Did you? Oh, I'm going to pull it up. It's this poster that's like 111 days we crushed the virus. And you they did <laughs> like, yeah, you crushed it by literally killing everyone <laughs> that was that was at risk of dying. Yeah. And meanwhile, meanwhile, your curve is this giant like, yeah, 8000 deaths a day. And meanwhile, other places like, oh, we had like 100 deaths in uh-huh. one day. That's crazy. It's it was it, I, the gaslighting that's going to be coming believe. for us to. And I'm sure more. I'm sure Corona skeptics. You were talking about this at dinner. Evangeline Lilly from Ant-Man. They're talking about yeah. recasting her because she's a corona skeptic. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. We cannot allow we cannot allow people who think differently from us. 
Dick brought this in the biggest problem years ago as job lynch mobs. You get this oh, lynch yeah, mob yeah. together, they demand they demand action from a corporation. The corporation just gives in because it's fucking easier. Yeah. It's easier for them to just be like, oh yeah, we fired Evangeline Lilly and uh, where we cast it. That's, that's what they did with James Gunn. They were just like, yeah, he's fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Fuck that guy. And then three months later when everyone forgot about it, they're yeah. like, he, we didn't really we fire, didn't him. fire him. Yeah, I've noticed uh, anti-maskers are are like a big deal now. Yeah, that's trending now. I still think, uh, you know, like in criminal law, how there's a uh, statue of limitations. Yeah. They should they should do something like that. Like you can't lose your I, job. I agree. We need to cancel. Call. Like I said this, I said this when we were talking about the riots, right? Uh-huh. At what point do we stop? Do it? Can we say we don't, we're no longer responsible for the sins of the father, right? Yeah, yeah. We need, I think on Twitter, I don't think you should get banned for a tweet that's more than two weeks old. Cause you'll get banned, like some. You'll say something to somebody, say, and especially if you had a Twitter for a long enough time period, mm-hmm. like like fifteen years ago, you call someone a retard, no big no deal. No one cared. Yeah, but mm-hmm. now you call someone a retard, instantly banned from Twitter. So they go back into your old years old tweets and go, oh, he said retard, report. And the Twitter system should just be like, you went digging through this dude's tweets. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, you're banned. Remember like what? Buck said, punish the cancelers. Remember uh, last year when they tried to recancel H.P. Lovecraft. For his racist views? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with someone going like, hey, you guys remember H.P. Lovecraft? Well, uh, um, he's long dead and gone and has influenced billions of dollars of media. But, you know, maybe you should do some more research on him and not just know uh, his name only. Uh, As opposed to, we got to cancel him. Yeah, cancel him. That he and uh, John Wayne. People. John Wayne. Yeah. The wow. What a. I mean, are people just. That's the thing that's crazy to me is uh, I've been having this this conversation with a friend, and he talks about how some people are able to, you know, if you die, you're immune from cancel culture. But it looks like it looks like that's not going to be no, true anymore. Nope. We're going to be able to cancel you post. Facto. Yeah. Uh, we Brady, get your movie. Oh, we can get Gone with the Wind removed from HBO Max because it's got problematic views. Like, yeah, it's set it's in the post war south. How do? Oh man, how can people? I don't understand how people can, can, can do that. Love wins, Tim. This is the Corona poster that New York just put New York put tough, out. smart, united, disciplined, loving. It's got a big old curve, and you see them like pulling down the curve. 111 days. That's all it took. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the United States, no curve at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking unbelievable. They we tanked the economy. Uh, you know what? You, you know why they chose 111 days? Because that sounds a lot less uh, worse than. Four months. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Four months. Kumo whole should be hung. Of the year. We need to we need to bring back we need to bring back hangings uh-huh. of politicians. We need to bring back tarring and feathering, and we need to bring back writing out people at on a rail. Like I would love to just fucking tear GT Bynum out of his home, tar and feather him, and take him to the city limits and fucking don't come back. Don't you ever fucking come back. Just walk his ass out there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, fuckface. Go ruin someone else's town. Oh, you have shit in here? Get fucked. We'll call you an Uber. Get the fuck out of here. Get exile. the fuck out of Oklahoma exile. while you're at it. Yeah. yeah, exile some people. Yeah, and branding. I want to brand people. Yeah? Yeah. When, uh, like, when po- like the politicians that use the Corona briefing and then immediately sold their stock, oh, I-, I want yes. them branded. 
Right in the face. Like like Dante's Inferno style. Yeah. Uh, what would what would you what 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 one word would you use? I just have a picture of a penis. But <laughs> like like because Dante because Dante's Inferno you got the the different levels of hell. Yeah. Uh, would you thief? Traitor. Traitor. Yeah. Traitor written across the tattooed across the forehead. Yeah. And then so a whole that, line so of it's, people. It's, it's legible by other people saying shame, shame. I watched Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> the first three of those movies this weekend uh-huh. and. Uh, He's got that brand of a P. Let him know he has a pirate mark. And I was Ooh, just yeah. like, we need to fucking bring that back. We need to brand people for being wrong. Yep. And it, uh, you know what it means is that I'm turning into Batman and Batman versus Superman. You are. Branding yeah. criminals. Uh-huh. Really, it's I can see that, like them bringing all that stuff back that you're mentioning. Yeah. Just without our hands on it. Like they, they would want to do that to us, you know, like. Oh, yeah. So it might come back. Who knows? Uh, cancel culture is real and anyone that tells you it's not real is trying to gaslight you and anyone that tells you they're not gaslighting you is definitely gaslighting you so uh, Tim what's your issue this week <laughs> here's what I don't get big sequels yeah got them got them big sequels uh, so and by by big sequels you mean sequels that have a huge bitch in them. <laughs> no, so uh, I finally finished The Last of Us Part Two. Only took me a whole month. Awesome. Uh, I finished it too. Yeah, I finished it right after I finished the first game. <laughs> Record time. Record time. Yeah. Zero zero hours. Zero uh, minutes. Thirty five minutes. 30, you put about you think you, th- you think you put thirty five minutes in sure. that first game thirty five minutes I doubt it it probably felt like thirty five minutes no it you. felt like a year of my life I don't think I you even got I don't back. think you even got out of the first area uh, I think I got out of the first area and decided I hated it you got into some combat and was like no nah, I'm good yeah <laughs> I was like this combat system sucks dick oh I kind of like it no. um so uh, I will I will say uh, Tab was wrong in that I still enjoyed the game. There are aspects of it that uh, I will critic. I will openly criticize, like any other game, like the gay sex scene. Uh, there is no gay sex scene. Yeah, the one dude with the pon- with the band bun fucks <laughs> the dude with the floppy tits. Uh, <laughs> Owen Owen does not have him. Oh, sorry, that's that's a spoiler right there. Uh, oh yeah. So by the way, uh, I might get into the spoil. I'm not. I don't want to get into spoilers, but no, get into spoilers because our fans aren't playing this game. I'm just okay. I'm just saying if you if if for some reason you're listening to this and have not finished the game. Uh, and care, I might get into spoilers. No, the, he, he doesn't have a man bun. It looks like he's a man bun. He doesn't. Have, you know, he's got a beta male beard. He does. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I just assume he has a man bun. I don't like that. Neil Druckmann has a man bun, uh, yeah. and it's and, a self insert. Well, uh, I, that that if 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 that's true, that matches up my uh, my my thoughts on Neil Druckmann with that character because I do oh. not like that character. Nice. <laughs> the character is a shitty dude. Uh, but yeah, so here's the thing. I finished uh, part. I finished it today. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, wrapped it up today. Took me 29 hours. It, the, the game gives you a nice nifty clock. And now, granted, also that's playtime. That's not watching long, boring cutscene time. I don't think they're boring, but I'm not sure. Also, I don't know. I I don't know if that counts like. Uh, Times deaths, re- and reloads. deaths and reloads. So let's say thirty, because it's twenty nine is close to thirty, anyways. Um, the first game is fifteen hours long. Yeah, with a three hour, three ish hour uh, DLC that came out a couple li- years later. Not a couple years, but lo- a little bit later. Um, but fifteen hours long. That means this game is twice that. Twice that, 
and it literally is almost two games. One game you play as a character that you learned about in the first game. Uh-huh. The other game you the other game you play is Gigantor, yes. Slayer of uh, the White Man. No, she she's I mean she slays a lot of people, but uh, but mostly she slays a white man. Oh, a way. Okay, I got I got yeah. you. Um. Uh, and so while I did enjoy the game, yeah. Uh, it's it is one of those bigger the bigger means better sequels. Yeah, like, where they didn't uh, like do anything to the gameplay to make it more interesting. Oh, I think they they did. They did a couple of small things that that really really made it interesting for me. Are you talking about Abby's left and right breast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm full of singers. Uh, yeah, you are. No, uh, they added um, a quick throw uh, onto onto uh, the throwables. Uh, they added prone. They added a, a prone. I think the prone system really changes up the combat. Is that where you lie on the ground? Yes. Previously, it was only just crouching. Just like stare at this guy. Yeah. Well, they added prone, and then they also added like. Um, Grass cover. Yeah, prone. That's how you shoot a uh, rifle long range. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, it's ah, the, yeah. They they added some scopes to to some of the guns, the long range guns, some cool weapons in the game that weren't in the first one. Um, Sounds like lipstick on a pig <laughs> to me. To a game player sure, like me, sure. who hated the first game. You didn't like the first one. I, the first one is one of my top five games of all time. Wow. Yes. Is this one in it's your top a, ten? No. No. Top twenty. Mm-hmm. Maybe top fifty. Oh, it's definitely in the top fifty. Okay. Um, I I did enjoy. There are there are parts that I extremely enjoyed and was like, I want, I just want that game. Um, but it but like but back to the issue. Uh, it's like the Ray Two. Remember when we watched the Ray Two? Yeah. Man, uh, boy. That was uh, <laughs> that was a lot of movie. It was a lot of it. Was, and it's only like some a, of it was entertaining. It's like an hour longer than the first one. Yeah, uh, which and in it, movie talk it is a lot. Feels like a lot more than that, and it feels like a lot more than that because they space. Because the first one is like, here's a here's a little bit of setup, right? Yeah, we're showing you the young rookie. Now he's going in. There's some bad guys. They're swarming the building. They're raiding it, and shit goes south. Right, yeah, and then yeah. from there on, it's them in that building the whole time, just getting into fights. Occasionally, we'll go up to the bad guy. The bad guy will like send down more guys. Yeah, and look then, for them, find yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, but as a whole, that movie is like a really nice, like packed, contained thing. Mm-hmm. And then the raid two is like we'll have three fight scenes in the whole movie. <laughs> They'll uh, be long. There were, I think, there were more than that. There's there were, more than that. But. I think there was an equal amount of fighting in the raid too. The problem was that they put an equal amount of movie also in there. They added a whole gangster movie into it. Yeah, and the gangster movie sucked. You don't like gangster movies? Uh, not in. But general. also, I don't. But you, you know what? It's a little bit of both. You don't like gangster movies. You don't. You don't like the like the talky talky. Yeah. Gangster movies, and also it wasn't a good gangster movie. Yeah. I will say that it was. It's not a. It's not the gangster movie part of it. Is not. Is not one of the better ones. Yeah. Not like. Not like the Godfather two, right? Is that the one that everyone says? The Godfather great? part two. It's yeah. super bloated. Super super fell asleep during it and have no interest in ever seeing it again. Yep. And I told Francis Ford Coppola that. Oh, you told that to you told that to his. <laughs> I didn't no. tell him that, uh, but I thought about it. I thought about being like, "Hey, I hated the Godfather. Fuck all y'all." And then 
I don't. I do. I don't even know if the listeners know that of the two of us that have met, of the two of us, one of us has met Francis Ford Coppola, and, and only one me. of us cares. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not the same person. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. So here's the other one is that um. So, uh, listeners will remember. Uh, uh, I just recently finished the second book in the King Killer. Uh, Chronicles. Yes, trilogy. someone someone actually commented. Yes, on- Immortal Thor has uh has started. He, I, I believe it was Immortal Thor. I'll have to check Discord. I'll look it. Um, you tell the story. I'll look it up. Um, he he took uh my advice and started reading the books that he really liked the first one, and he uh he he added me on Discord, and uh, I totally agree with him because the first book is six or seven hundred pages. Maybe even, uh, let's say six. It's between five or six hundred pages, and the second book is like forty percent longer. It's a thousand plus, right? And uh, uh, he <laughs> he said uh, that like he he agreed with me, and that like th- as a sequel, this thing adds. There's 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 uh, there's parts in this book where they're they're super. Um, it's bloated, right? Uh, the yeah. Because <laughs> the guy is the main character is the best at everything, uh, and the book goes out of its way to show you. Uh, the, there's multiple chat. There's multiple chapters where he 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 where he spends all of them having sex with a fairy, uh, and being taught how to be good at sex. That is super weird. Uh, and then there's a whole the 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 latter half the, the latter part of the book is a whole part on. Um, and how he's uh, he's he gets um, he's like uh, Tom Cruise in Last Samurai. He's the white guy in the samurai that gets taught by samurais. You know, he's an outsider, but he's just good enough um, that he he's be, he's able to t- to be taught. And he has um, uh, uh, I, can't, I can't remember how Mortal Thor put it, but he has uh, big American penis. Yeah, <laughs> no, he has he has like frivolous sex with his master and. Um, I still enjoyed the book, but it's but it's funny because I brought in when I, as I was reading it, I brought in the issue where I was like, "Hey, why didn't you tell us this awesome part of the book that happened?" Right? Yeah, you didn't tell us the awesome shipwreck part, but you did tell us the but you did spend multiple chapters on fairy sex. <laughs> now I'm not finding it in our Discord, even when I search for it. Uh, just that's weird. Just 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 look at all messages from Immortal Thor. Just do you know the search? Go search and hit from Cole yeah. and Mortal Thor. I searched for anyone adding you and didn't find it. Huh. So you'll have to look. You have to look then. I remember seeing it. Yeah. Because you can just go at mentions. Yes. Uh, he. If it's not Immortal Thor, I've said his name way too many times to be able to be like, oh. Well, it might have been Necromantic C. I don't think so. Because uh, Immortal Thor has like a periwinkle. Yeah, here, here we go. From Immortal Thor, he added me. Uh, he, he says, about three quarters of the way through Wise Man's Fear. And I'm starting to feel like the problem with this is the exact opposite of what you brought in on the show. You know? Yeah. Um, he got a bit sidetracked. I could definitely have left out a lot of, of, quote, boy loses virginity to fairy and, quote, horny boy learns kung fu from loose women segments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think... Which I mean, he's making the third book keeps on the keeps the rumor keeps on being it's coming out this year. Yeah, even though he's been working on it for almost ten years. Um, 
Hopefully he's doing all that time editing. Probably not. Probably not. That book's going to come out and be 4,000 pages, 4, yeah. pages long. I uh, Speaking of two big sequels, mm-hmm. I think another great example of this is in video games is Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good because Arkham Asylum was like the raid. Uh Arkham Asylum was such a great game, and it left you wanting more. Yes, but here, but what, what, what I mean is that in the like the raid was like this packed because Arkham Asylum t- only takes place in the asylum. In the asylum, yeah, and it's got kind of a Metroid thing to it, where like you unlock your your new items that let you go to new places. Yeah, right. But it's the sort of contained thing. And City did the thing where it opened it up, but it did it it did it well. It's still a really small map, but it is for an open world game. It's a small map. Yeah, but. Um, the difference between that and say something like Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. is that Arkham City is very uh, spread out, top to bottom, and that there's verticality. Very, verticality, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have you have Grand Arkham Asylum, which left you wanting more mm-hmm. Arkham City, which is my number one game, I think, of all time. Yeah, right there, right up there with Skyrim, like my top two, and I think they came out the same year. I believe so. Yeah, uh, and then and. Arkham, I think Arkham City was a good expansion of, of the first one. Yes. It didn't necessarily leave me wanting more. Like, I enjoyed it, and I played it a ton of times, uh-huh. and I was excited to play another game. Yes. But Arkham Knight came out, and it just fe- it felt bloated. It felt like there were all these points where, okay, this is the end of the game, and then there was still 20 more hours to play. There were so that, many times I where will you- say, this is sounding a lot like, a lot like, it's sounding similar to, to some of the thoughts I have on Last of Us 2. Yeah. There were, there were. I got to the end point. Oh, I got to what I thought was the end point of Last of Us Two, like the final, let's say, boss battle. Yeah. And then there was like a playable prologue, and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. This game's gonna have a happy ending." And then, uh, the prologue. You play the prologue and like, and it starts not going happy. I'm like, "That's not. You can't end the game. That's not the end of the game." Yeah. And then there's another cutscene. Uh, and then there's another cutscene, uh, and another cutscene. That sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> there, there's there's time in between the time cuts, and then there's uh, another playable part. Um, uh, and then you, like, so like there's, uh, there's, there's all those cutscenes row, and then there's like three more hours of gameplay. I'm like I thought this <laughs> game was over. <laughs> yeah, my other, my other big criticism of Arkham Knight is that it gets very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times are we going to fucking get in the Batmobile and fight a bunch of robots? Yeah, the <laughs> the tank drones, yeah. And then, like, uh, Arkham Asylum had the Riddler trophies, mm-hmm. and you couldn't get them all before the end of the game. But you could get a decent amount you of them. You get a decent you amount of them. You could start learning how to do the puzzles and uh-huh. stuff. You get most of them. You, you, you'd be down, like, a few that you didn't yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go get them, and then it gives you, like, a little nice little stinger. Uh-huh. And Arkham City was the same way in that you didn't get them all. Yes. But then, and there were, like, a hundred-some-odd of uh-huh. them, but it felt like, okay, I'm, I got all these. Yeah, yeah. There were more than there were in the first game, but I think there was only, like, 90 in the first game, and there's, like, 150 in the second sure. game. Plus Night, the Catwoman ones. And, and in Night, there was... Four hundred some on, yeah, <laughs> and they're literally everywhere. So you're constantly stumbling into them, but then they're yeah. also just hidden places. And the thing about the Riddler trophies, accessing them a lot of the times, was that the puzzles weren't difficult to solve. No, 
they were just a pain in the ass to do because the fucking game is open world, so it has just a little bit of jank. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. My favorite one in Arkham City was one on uh, after the bridges get blown down. It's right across the street from Maxie Zeus's place. Uh-huh. On the corner as you turn right to go into the Cyanus steel, steel Mill. And it was two levels. And the upper level was all fenced off so you couldn't get to him. And you yes. had to explosive gel those uh-huh. three. And then there were three down below that you had to run to, run to each opening, throw a batarang, run to the next opening, and then line launcher back up to the top level to actually get to the trophy. Mm-hmm. And once you had you only had like three seconds to yeah. get all yeah. three bottom ones. And then once you line launchered up, you only had about a second to get to the thing. And if Jake hit you at any point during that, <laughs> I probably did that same fucking Reeler trophy like 30 times mm-hmm. to tr- finally get it amongst all the different times I played it. And it wasn't it wasn't hard. Like if you just give me if you just gave me like two extra seconds on getting the trophy and yeah. getting the batarangs out, very enjoyable. But I remember that because I hate it so fucking much. Similarly, the uh, augmented reality trainings. Ooh, yeah. Holy fuck, do I want to smash in the face of whoever made those. Uh, and Arkham Knight was a lot more of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the story wasn't as satisfying. It felt like we were bogged down. But it was, it was the game took forever. Like, you just kept being like, okay, it's over. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it's over. No. Yeah. Yeah. Part of, part of Knight was the story being so... They they kept on doing that. They kept on doing the thing where um, they wanted to trick us. You know, but like we all know we're Batman. Yeah, we fans. all knew who he was. We, we all know where the story is going. Yeah. Welcome to being a Batman fan yeah. for literally any amount of time. Yeah. Uh. So there. That was that was part of it. Yeah. Um. And then the other part was the. I mean, the Joker stuff, let's be honest. Yeah, the Joker stuff is not good. I would have been fine with a game that was just about you catching the Scarecrow, Joker's dead, Yeah, and you're dealing with the Scarecrow. But it's, it's, like, it's like they're like, we can't sell a Batman game without the Joker. That's what they did with the uh, Arkham Origins. It was like, the bad guy, yes. is, the bad guy is Black, Black Mask. Mask. He's Black Mask. He's Black Mask. Oh, it's actually the it's Joker. Joker. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yep. I hope. He, uh, I really hope he's not in the new game. Which which should be announced uh, next month, I believe. Oh, cool! I probably won't play it because I hated Arkham Knight so much. It's a reboot. It's not a sequel. Oh, uh, yeah. the combat should be fun then. Is, oh, wait, wait, wait! It's WB Montreal though. Though. Yes. Somehow they took the exact engine in Arkham City and made it not work right. I know it's weird. It was really that game weird. Was so buggy. The game was so buggy. Combat sucked. I don't know why, because it's like the same map. It's the same yep. animations. But like they just went in there and was like, oh, you know what? You know what Arkham City didn't have enough of? Jank. Let's turn that up. <laughs> Let's put that on like seven instead of three. I hope I mean I hope it's good. Do you I feel like another game that was uh too big of a sequel was Fallout 4. I feel like they tried to they tried to give that game so much stuff going on that yeah. it made it lose a lot of focus. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um like the whole settlement system, the settlement stuff is I, the I, worst part I of any game like I've ever played. If I could delete it, yeah, modded out. Um, this, you know, I loved, I loved The Sims as a kid. I played the shit out of The Sims. I had a ton of Sims mm-hmm. expansion packs purchased legally back in back in the day. Yeah, 
and I would I built these crazy houses. I'd like fuck around with the Sim people. <laughs> Massively enjoyed those games. Yeah. But you know what? I don't want to play when I'm playing a game that's a first person roll of the dice shooter is the Sims. Yeah. Especially when you don't have the Sims engine like figured out, so it's just janky as fuck. Mm-hmm. I need I need to get back to my Fallout Four playthrough modded. Yeah. I was having some fun. Or or you could just play Fallout New Vegas because it's a better game. I wish I wish Obsidian would be given uh like all right you guys do do New Vegas 2 in the Fallout 4 engine so that Obsidian could be like this is how you make a game that doesn't suck. The problem is that they are now owned by Microsoft. Oh, so it'll never happen. Nope. Well that's that's good news. Uh I would say just play other Obsidian games but you don't like uh those they're they're kind of games yeah. outside of that. Probably not. The thing, the thing that New Vegas had was that the writing was so good. That's usually what they're known for. Yeah, but they're in a genre that you don't like. So they should write. They should just write the game for for Bethesda, and then Bethesda should spend three years quality controlling it to make sure that it's not a janky as fuck game before they release it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like uh, what is it, Elder Here's- Scrolls Six? That's going to be a too big of a sequel. Yeah, you think so? Oh yeah, there's as long a development time they're putting into it. Like it's probably not going to even come out on the Xbox Five or PS Five, Xbox w- X. I think it will. It'll come at the end of its lifetime. My my uh, my guess is twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four sounds uh, three or four years from now. So that so that Starfield can come out probably next year. Uh huh. They'll support it for two or three years, uh-huh. and then six will come out. I think they announced it in 2024. It doesn't come out until 2025 or 2026. Gotcha. Right at the end of the the next console generation. I literally, I cannot believe it, man. They have the best-selling game, one of the best-selling games of all time. Yeah, and they didn't expedite a sequel at all. I cannot believe it. It's crazy. I, there will be teenagers. I said this before. Yeah. There will be teenagers playing Elder Scrolls Six on their Xbox or PlayStation. Uh-huh. Or their that, PC or, or Switch or whatever. Or that will not have played Skyrim because it's too old school. <laughs> and it was made before they were born. It's going to be Because you're like, what games from 1991 have you played? Um, is, there, is there a Super before, Mario Brothers that came out in 1991? Before, yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll that, call that's that. probably it. Duck Hunt. Sure. Pitfall. Right. Donkey even, Kong. Even games from the early 90s, right? Yeah. Like 92, 93, 94. Doom came out in 1994. The original Doom. Yeah. I've played it. I don't think it's very fun because it's it's so Old, archaic. Yeah. Um. I I played uh, Return uh, Wolfenstein 3D. I remember playing that yeah. a bunch. I mean, I played a, a bunch of old games. See, I didn't play a bunch of games as a kid because I didn't have a console of any kind, and you know, didn't really play computer games. Well, I I didn't have a um. My first console was the 64. All the all the NES and Super Nintendo stuff I yeah. played were either at a friend's house or. Emulation. I had a Super Nintendo uh, after the PlayStation 2 had come out. And then I got a PlayStation uh, 2 after the PlayStation 3 had come out. Yes. And then I got an, X- I got an Xbox yeah. 360 towards the end of the 360 generation. Yeah. So here's the thing. like The, the, the games you enjoy, sure, sure some of them are when you're little, but most of them are when you're in your, your early teens. Your early, your, you know. Yeah, your early right teens. before you can drive a car. Exactly right. Yeah. 
And so to, for us, that's early 2000s. Yeah. But you give a kid that was born then and is now 18. Yep. One of those games, and they're like, what is this? It's so old. I'm like, I'm like, the, the, this was mind blowing. You don't understand how mind blowing this game was. They'll be playing Skyrim on their phone. It'll be released to cell phone, a cell phone port mm-hmm. to in uh, preparation for Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. And kids will be like, "Oh, you mean that old phone game?" Like, no, <laughs> no. They'll <laughs> <laughs> have full mod support on your fucking yeah. cell phone. Yeah. I'll just be like, you don't understand. I played this on a CRT. You don't even know what that means. <laughs> anyway. Well, that brings the Miller episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Riqueta News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story um, is about Heroes. Oh, great. Internet heroes. Uh, I'm talking about Wayfair Gate. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, if people haven't heard about this, um, last, uh, last, late last week, um, some, uh, some heroes on, on, on the internet uh, discovered uh, what they're calling a conspiracy theory. Um. Yeah, they only call it a conspiracy theory because it's going to out people as huge pedophiles. Yep. Um, so someone, people on on Twitter and on Reddit uh, found that on Wayfair, which is like a furniture store, um, online furniture store, uh, you might know the commercials. The Wayfair, you got just what Tim, I, need. I don't watch commercials. Yeah. Um, well, they found cabinets like re- regular old cabinets uh-huh. with weird names, like the names of like. Uh, Let's see. It was Olivia, Naraya, Samaya, Yaritza, like girl names. Weirdly, like weirdly, you know, who who names like cabinets after you know women? Children's names. Yeah, and they're they were all arranged. They were ranged from twelve thousand six hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents to fourteen thousand dollars and four hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. So we're talking five digit cabinets. Like yeah, if they were made, if they're handmade by an old man in Sweden and then shipped over here on a luxury liner made of solid carrot gold, <laughs> I'd understand. That if was it was paddled by virgins, if the price was nine 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 dot nine nine, I'd understand. Yeah, that's a, oh, that's a really good point, Tim. Um, and they said, well, this is really weird, and then someone's like, uh. Are these really overpriced cabinets with weird names, or you think they're involved in human trafficking? Because they have expedited one-day super shipping. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this this might be bunk, but I saw people that were like, Here, here's a picture of the cabinet, the, the product listing. Here's its code, uh-huh. right? I took that code and put it into Google, and it's just pictures of this young girl. Who is also missing. Who is also missing, yes. And has the same name as this cabinet. Yep. And this cabinet Not just only uses that, a stock photo of like a, yes. what looks like a cheap piece of shit. And then it wasn't just cabinets. There were throw pillows that were also like in the five digits. And it was just like a shitty little five, seven, five, seven inch throw pillow that had the moon on it. You're not paying five digits for that anywhere. And it had the same like girl's name associated with it. Yep. 
And then, of course, what Wayfair should have done. The thing that the thing about the throw pillows that's weird though is it's like, like Claudia zodiac pillow. I'm like, um, Claudia is not a zodiac sign. Yeah, there's only twelve of them, and we already know what they all are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the thing, right? If Wayfair had no, if this was if this was truly conspiracy theory, uh, truly conspiracy theory, and these were, um. Let's say a price mistake or um, a weird third party seller, right? Because at the very least, at the very least, yeah, this is a weird um, money laundering scheme. Yes. At the very least. At the very least. There's, I mean, there's some scam going on there. Yes. Wayfair could have, could have immediately said, hey, those are just price errors, or a, this is a third party user that we had uh, didn't know was doing this. We will cancel their account, right? Instead, uh, they said there is no truth to these claims and then, like, took all those items off. They said, quote, the products in question are industrial-grade cabinets that are accurately priced. <laughs> you know what's funny is, um, Tim, do you, know what, do you know what Uline is? Have you, you, know, you know what Uline is, right? Uline? Yeah. They, they make industrial-grade uh, basically supplies oh, of, okay, yeah, of yeah, all different like, kinds. Right. They make cabinets, shelves, uh-huh. dollies, desks, lifts, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, workbenches. My my workbenches at work were Uline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a ton of like their little acro storage bins. They sell tape. They sell their their website is huge. Yep. Um, we have Uline industrial strength cabinets. Yep. Uh, you know how much they cost. Couple hundred bucks, maybe a couple hundred bucks a cabinet. Yeah, about four or five hundred bucks, depending on like what configuration let's say, you let's got. Say, let's say six hundred at the most. Uh, sure, as, as like a, a thousand at the most. That's a little much. That's a little okay. Yeah. Well, let's say fair game. Let's say a thousand. They, these are these are reinforced steel. The high, let's say the highest the the best one they got. Yeah, thousand bucks. Okay. Even if you guys bought it at uh, cost. Yes. Uh, which would be t- like a thousand dollars for say if it's if it's list price is a thousand bucks, it probably costs two hundred fifty bucks to buy it. Sure. For, to make let's it. go. Let's let's flip that around and say that a thousand. They're selling it to you at cost. Okay. So now the retail price is four th- four grand. Yeah. Nowhere close to fifteen thousand dollars. Um. Uh, Wafer also said, recognizing that the photos and descriptions provided by the supplier did not adequately explain the high price point, we have temporarily removed the products from from the site to rename them and to provide a more in-depth description and photos that accurately depict the product to clarify the price point. 48 by 24 by 74, $1,030. Welded cabinet. So, so what was the total? A thousand thirty dollars. Thousand thirty. Yeah, here, here. That's the biggest one too. Here, the most expensive one. This is a jumbo, heavy duty clear view. I'm not sure if it has glass or if it's just a slightly op- an open hole door. Seven nine, starting at seven ninety five. Seven seven hundred ninety five dollars. Yeah. So not even close to fifteen thousand dollars for a single item. Yeah, secure storage with full visibility. Uh. I'm bringing up the uh, one of the larger uh, Twitter threads on this thing, uh, if it hasn't been deleted by uh, the Illuminati yet. Um, and that's the other thing with Uline is the more you buy, the cheaper shit gets. So oh, like really? it's seven ninety five, but if you buy two of them, they drop down to seven fifty. 
Oh yeah. no! Yeah, oh, here's here the ones go. that we bought, I, and they are starting at three hundred twenty bucks. Uh, so it's a collection of four images that says people are suspecting that they're selling people uh, in these large boxes slash storage cabinets or as them. Uh, they all have the same product, different names, all female names, all between ten and $15,000, more than uh, people have found like the same cabinet on other, you know, other websites. websites of course. Yeah. Um, and then here's the other thing is that the workers of Wayfair uh, went on strike uh, recently recently uh, to protest sales of their items, furniture, to detention facilities, a.k.a. ICE. Yeah. If so, if they're already involved in... Selling cages for kids? Uh-huh. What stops them from selling kids cages with kids to mm-hmm. Hollywood pedophiles? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's wild stuff. And I mean there's you can you can dig this stuff up. There's even more. Uh there's video evidence of the stuff that has been taken down. Um Yeah. It's uh it's crazy. Yeah, I saw a picture of a guy that got arrested for some uh something about that, but he was wearing a Wayfair shirt in the mugshot. So the thing to me is I, I've been in this conversation on Twitter where I've been defending pedophilia because being a pedophile is not a crime, right? It's not a crime to have sexual urges the same way being a homosexual is not a crime. Sure, yeah. The crime is when you become a child molester, you try and, like, groom someone, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm starting to think that maybe being a pedophile should just go – we should just go ahead and make that a crime. You know, like, I'm a pedophile. Sorry, you gotta go to the gas chamber. It's not. It's not us. It's it's you. Yeah, uh, but then isn't that technically thought crime? Yeah, uh, yeah, hmm. it, it is. It but it's is. one you can get behind. It's one that I could get behind because uh, pedophiles are are really dangerous. You know, I hate kids, mm-hmm. but. Sexually assaulting a child is like the worst thing you can do, biologically speaking, as human beings. Yeah, it's it's one and of the human worst. trafficking. Like if all if we if like I Thanos snapped right, and I'm yeah. like, all right, uh, I'm only gonna get rid of pedophiles, uh-huh. and everyone in Hollywood disappeared, <laughs> the world would be a better place. But like, how much would if there's no pedophiles to need to human traffic? How much is that going to cut down on human trafficking? Sure, sure. Um, but I, I think the only problem with that is how do you enforce it? How do you enforce it? Uh, if someone outs you as a pedophile, we show you a picture of a kid. If you get a hard on, we kill you. Well, sure, but um, w- I mean, look, we just we just hire an army of Chris Hansons. <laughs> they go out on the internet and they chat with pedophiles. They okay. get them to come to their house. And when you when you walk up to the door and ring the yeah. doorbell. The door fall, the floor falls out from below you, and you yeah. land in a, like a spike pit. But here's the thing, right? Uh, that only gets rid of your garden variety pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> as How opposed do you, to your Hollywood pedophiles, as opposed to the Hollywood ones. Yeah. Uh, well, the second there's like an, you know, someone like if if there's a harsh enforcement, I mean, we already have cancel culture. If someone says, "Oh, this Harvey Weinstein raped me," like he's gone. We just we use that same system when Corey Feldman's like, uh, Hollywood's invested by pedophiles. We march an army into Hollywood and we're like, all right, 
attention, Hollywood pedophiles. You have 10 seconds to get all the pedophiles out here for execution. Otherwise, we're going to kill all of you. Basically, I'm, I'm talking about a fascist state. I want to live in a fascist state where I agree with what's going on. We're like, mm-hmm. we're fascists, but we enforce freedom. You know what I mean? We're like, you can talk bad about the government. That's fine. Uh-huh. But we kill pedophiles, and we kill people that want to take away your rights. So when they're like, we need to get rid of guns, kill that person right now. <laughs> you need to wear a mask. Kill that person right now. I'm canceling you because you have wrong think. Kill that person right now. That's my fascist utopia. Well, speaking of wrong think, we got one last news story. Good, because we're running short on time. <laughs> um, on the 4th of July, people might remember we got some of the greatest news ever uh, delivered to mankind. Oh, God, no, we didn't. Um, and that Kanye West said he was running for uh, president. Kanye West. Kill that guy right now. <laughs> um He's Kanye West, whose brain trust includes a slut whose only feature is that she has an ass. You mean his wife? Yeah. Or she had a porno. Yeah. She, she was would, fucked she on would, a tape. What a great, what a great choice for your brain trust. She would be the first retard. We mean brain trust. It's his wife. He described her as his brain trusted advisors in a quote that I saw. This well, week. she has to be. She's no, obligated. She no, you don't have to fucking listen to your wife. You think Donald Trump listens to Melania? No, but she's on his brain trust of advisors. No. Because she's the first lady. No, she needs to be, uh, her and her whole family need to be Mm -hmm. murdered right now. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, So, despite the fact that uh, Kanye has yet to file the necessary paperwork to be a 2020 candidate. um, Or to start his own political party and pay to be on the polls in all the states and despite the fact that it's already too late to appear on most state ballots um he's already t- he's, he's talking about how he would set up his administration um he said he told forbes earlier that he would set the white house up like the government of wakanda <laughs> yeah what does that mean? that mean it means he really likes the movie black panther where a child is in charge of all technology for the entire state. Oh, boy. Um, Did they have something uh, unique gosh. about their government? Uh, yeah, they didn't allow any white people in it. <laughs> uh, he said he would make meetings uh, with top scientists a cornerstone of his administration, like in the quote, like in the movie in Wakanda, when the king went to visit that lead scientist to have the shoes wrap around her shoes. Damn it, Just the good. amount of innovation that can happen. The amount of innovation in medicine, like Big Pharma, we're going to work, innovate together. West told the outlet. West told the outlet. Um, it was a four-hour interview with Forbes uh, that was described yeah, as hey. rambling. Um, no way. At one point, Kanye declined to say that the president presidency would make him powerful uh, because, quote, you got a lot of alien-level superpowers and it's only collectively that we can set it free. I you think alien? Uh-huh, alien. I think Todd is rallying behind Kanye West right now. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though. So if you go back to the his quote about Wakanda, he likes Black Panther so much he doesn't even remember that Shuri is Black Panther's sister. Yeah. Because he, he described her as that one lady. When the king went to visit that lead scientist lady. <sighs> Kanye West is a plague on humanity. Yeah. And if my, you like, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, hell of an album, though. 
I, I haven't listened to any of his music because I hate him in his stupid face. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. I don't like I don't like him as a person either. Yeah. But he made some sick ass beats for Jay Z back in the day. I would like to become the Punisher, but of killing Kardashians. And I want to have my own TV show. It uh-huh. would just be called Tab Kills the Kardashians. And every episode I murder one of them in cold blood in the street. Would you would you make them sign over their money to you first? No. That's your problem. No, it's not about money, Tim. It's about cleaning, cleansing the gene pool. <laughs> you know who I'd kill last? Who? Caitlyn Jenner. While you're on the uh, Armenian kick, you could uh, go ahead and get another Armenian. Mm-hmm. I don't want to kill Matt because I feel sad for him. Like he's just a he's just a reprehensible individual. Just a sad man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been. Lekida Nouvelle Haiti. Well, uh, that takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know it doesn't take care of? What? Uh, buying ammo for my coming reality TV series. <laughs> if you want to help with that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWAGG, which stands for. Here's what. I don't get. I don't get. We, where we have. Five tiers! (laughs) We have the one buck tier, which gets yearly access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our two buck tier, where we throw the random bits and bobs. Like our our, uh, 20 minute, the 20 minute unedited version of Buck's 4 a.m. rambling intro (laughs) to my issue this week. Where he announces that he's running for president. Yes. Uh, we have the five buck tier, which gets you our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get, which is coming out. One is coming very soon. We have our ten buck tier, where you, the fans, submit a film, you vote, decide what we watch. We sit down and watch a movie and record a feature length commentary. This month we watch the Transporter, the Transporter, which for a movie that is an action, like one of the top action franchises <laughs> of the early two thousands, has some weird fucking music. It was that. It was the highlight of. <laughs> it the, was the highlight of the film. But but tab that's. The regular four tiers. Well, Tim, there's one more official tier that now exists on the Patreon, and you know what it's called? What? It's called the Spite Producer. <laughs> and we have one this month. His name is Gray Bush. And the fun thing about the Spite Producer is uh, for $50, you can you can deny someone the ability to call into the voicemail. Or I, I'm kind of up for you making any kind of demands you want. Yeah. So he has banned Deadhelm from calling into the voicemail <laughs> for this week and this week only. I thought it was a month. It is, but because it's like such an amorphous thing, I'll allow them to put whatever caveats and demands they want on okay. it. Okay. So he has given he has given Deadhelm this caveat, right? He will allow Deadhelm to have 30 seconds of any one voicemail played each week. Uh-huh. That's not to say... Better make it count. That's not to say that he can leave a 30-second voicemail. Uh-huh. That means that any voicemail that he leaves, any we this is the way we decide it's going to work. If Deadhelm calls, and let's say he leaves four voicemails this week, uh-huh. I say, Tim, you pick a number between one and four. Three. I go to voicemail three. It's, uh, it's a minute and a half long. That's 90 seconds. I say, Todd, pick a number between one and 60. 32. At 32 seconds in, I hit play. <laughs> At one minute and two seconds, I hit pause, and that's what we hear of the voicemail. <laughs> and this has been decreed by Gray Bush, our current $50 spite producer. Uh-huh. So um, get in line. Get in line. If you want to ban more people from the voicemails, if you want to make demands about issues uh, being brought back in, I'm, I'm open to uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Be, be, We're really nice. pimping ourselves. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
thank you to Gray Bush for supporting the show Thanks, so uh, enthusiastically. And thank you to Dead Helm for pissing people off so <laughs> Thanks, <Dead> Helm. well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you to all our patrons who are supporting the show. We really appreciate it. And it, um, it helps me pay for moving expenses because I have not been approved for unemployment yet. Really? Awesome. It, yeah. It'll take a while. Um, from what I hear, one of my coworkers already got his card. We filed on the same day. Wow. He doesn't. He does not live in Tulsa. I don't know what the deal is. Huh. Um. Did you uh, change your address? Have it forwarded? No, not yet. My I I have the form in my car to turn in, but I, even then I don't have forwarding starting until mid August. Anyway, let's get back into some issues, and this is going to be a pretty short one because here's what I don't get. Harry Potter, i.e. read another fucking book, you morons. <laughs> Harry Potter was a really big deal in 2002 when the world still cared about what everybody else was doing. But now it's the last, we talked about this before, it's the last like cultural icon that I think we're going to have yeah. forever. Yeah. Because media is getting more and more... Well, no, because I think the Avengers was even a, a big cultural icon. I do too, but I think we talked about this. There's still people you can go around and be like, "Hey, man, did you like Endgame?" Like, I don't know what that is. Oh, the 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 superhero thing. Oh, yeah, the biggest movie of all time. Yeah, I never saw it. That it is weird to me that that happens. But it, regardless of that, Harry Potter was like this last one. Uh, I remember after my grandfather died, we had a big family reunion, and there were three generations uh -huh. of our family there, and literally everyone who was a of the age where they could read had read the entire yep. franchise up to that point, yep. which was, I think, book six. I loved the Harry Potter books when I was in elementary school. I even liked the Harry Potter books when I was in middle school. Yep. I had kind of forgotten about the Harry Potter books by the time I was in high school. Because six and six and seven kind of took a while to... They took forever to come out. Yeah. And the movies suck dick. Sucks so much dick from the first movie to, <laughs> the, to the, the first two are real campy and cheesy kids movies, and they really suck. The third one is the only good one, the fourth one is hot garbage, the fourth one's pretty bad, the fifth one is garbage, and it's the last one that I saw because it came out I the love same the sixth one, came out the same summer as the seventh book. And I read the seventh book, I read it in less than 24 hours, mm -hmm. and I put it down, yeah, and I have never touched the series again. Nope. Hey, I'm, I think we both know I'm a I, I like it much more than you do. Yes. I'm not a huge What house are you in, Tim? Yeah. See, uh, that's that's this is uh, this is the thing. I'm okay with people who like Harry Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. My problem is when you make Harry Potter your identity, the way if you take anything and make it your identity, yep. it's any kind of corporate media. And you're like, I love Star Wars. I'm really, really into Star Wars. Yep. You are cringe worthy. <laughs> I'm really, really into Harry Potter. I'm a Hufflepuff. It's like, yeah. wow, you're proud of being a loser. <sighs> a loser. Yep. Hey, uh, here are the four Harry Potter houses. There's the house with people with characteristics, three of those, and then whatever's left. It's, it's, it was literally like uh, uh, nerd. cunning, courage. Smarts and uh whatever. It was trust fun, it was trust fund kids, jocks and nerds. <laughs> yeah, and, and by nerds I meant ac I mean academic nerds. Academic nerds, yeah. And the fourth one was um, the, everyone the, with a hundred IQ. Like this, like if you're pure average and you have nothing going for you, you're in Hufflepuff. I was they're the they're the uh, the drama kids. Ha <laughs> ha! I take that personally offensive. <laughs> 
You, uh, you were a drama kid. No, I wasn't really. You were a tech kid. That's 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 Much different. different. The the way people make like frame all their arguments around Harry uh-huh. Potter is just completely cringeworthy. Yep. And like I'm I'm all for drawing literary parallels and historical parallels yeah, yeah. and cultural Alle- parallels. Allegories, analogies. But these people are completely enabled. And the the my I love I love uh the other thing I hate I hate this about Harry Potter. I hate JK Rowling and the way she's trying to like post facto uh special edition her books to be like, Oh yeah, Dumbledore was gay. Yeah. My books my book's progressive and allows gay people in there. It's like, um, then why didn't you write anything that made him seem like he was a gay person? Yep. Uh, don't ask those. I was I was under a lot of fire by he had, he, had, he was a man with a male best friend and was unmarried at an old age. <laughs> yeah. I uh and and was d- dedicated to his career yeah. during mm-hmm. that time. So you know, crazy to think he wouldn't get married. I was under fire from a lot of right wing Christian groups about the whole wizardry thing and being the devil. So I didn't really want to slide some gay stuff in there and give them more firepower. Like, yeah, God forbid those conservative Christian groups bought more of your books to burn <laughs> and make you even more rich. Yeah. Uh, but I do love that she's a turf, a trans exclusionary radical feminist, uh-huh. which is a phrase that I wish I didn't know. Yeah. And that she doesn't think trans women are women because they got schlongs, and mm-hmm. schlongs mean you're a man. If you have a schlong, you're a man. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. Yeah. Okay. I I, I mean we I you know I we disagree, disagree on yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, if you're willing to cut your schlong off, I'm willing to say you're a trans woman. That's okay. As right. in, there's three tiers. There's man, there's mm-hmm. trans woman, and there's woman. One is a, a person with a schlong. One is a person who's cut their schlong off. Mm-hmm. One is a person who never had a schlong. What about hermaphrodites? People who it, have it, both? It's intersex people. Those yeah. are hermaphrodites. Okay. No, but no, but no, because if 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 they have a schlong, then they have they have both parts though. That's a genetic defect. Okay. What do you want me to say? That that person's no, just, a woman? They're, they're what a hermaphrodite. Are they? <laughs> okay. If they want to be called she or he, whatever. As long as you're not a dickhead about it, I'm fine. All right. But you're not a woman. You're not a man. You're hermaphrodite. I'm sorry. Nature freaks some shit out sometimes. <laughs> In any case, uh, I love the people that are melting down because they're like, I love trans people, and I have all these Harry Potter tattoos, and what am I supposed to do? Like, oh, if only you hadn't ruined your body with ink. And done it about a corporate product yeah. that doesn't give a fuck about uh-huh. you. Um, like, like if, like if someone, like, imagine the person that got emblazoned on their chest was like, "I love Hufflepuff," or um, that triangle with the circle and the stick, the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like that as a icon just because it's very simple. Yes, uh, I have no like actual affection towards it. Um, uh, imagine someone that, a, a giant HP Lovecraft fan uh-huh. that got, got, got uh, like a chest sized a chest sized no no not not, not Cthulhu because you can you could at least be like you can have Cthulhu um which this what this is what these people should should be able to do you can have a Cthulhu tattoo and be like I love the Cthulhu mythos HP Lovecraft don't really like the dude so much okay um. Which people that have Harry Potter tattoos should be like, I love Harry Potter, I love the world, I love the characters, I love all this stuff. Uh, I think J.K. Rowling is a piece of shit. Yeah. You should be able to do that. Yeah, you should you be can able say, to do that. I love My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, the 2010 album by Kanye West. He's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, you should be able to separate the art from the artist, even though 
I hate the argument that you you can't separate the art from yeah. artists because they made the art. But like once you put it out there, it's not yours anymore. Yeah, in a in a, in a way. So so, so oh the H P Lovecraft thing. Uh, um, I love H P Lovecraft's cat. Okay. And do you, you know, have that as a big tattoo? Yeah. Do you know what H.P. Lovecraft's cat's name was? The N-word? Yeah, it was. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. And not, and I don't mean it was the N-word. It was... Yeah, it was Nakers. Yeah. yeah of course. Uh, yeah. It's, it, one, I don't get tattoos. Like, in general. Uh, I have... I have an, like, if, if I were to get one, yeah. I know what I would get. Is it just a wiener on your mouth? Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. What would you get? I would probably get the Coheed and Cambria logo. Yeah, I can like, see not, that. Like, not their name, right? Yeah. Get it before their uh, big uh, scandal? Yeah, uh, but I would also, pro- now, now, that they, now that time has gone by, they have a, like a cooler, um, simplified, vectorized version of yeah. it that isn't uh, so, because the, the original logo is very, like, inky. Yeah, right? and a more um, kind of, uh, was it naturalistic? Yes. Yeah. Or th- I, I like the new like uh, clean line, clean one. line one. I would yeah. I would totally get that. If I if I because because anyone looks at it like that's a bunch of triangles and circles. Yeah, but <laughs> if like they know what it is, they'd be like, oh, yeah. fucking cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only tattoo I've ever thought about getting is the word Kapla written in Klingon. Nice on the inside of my wrist where my watch band would cover it. I mean, that's a pretty Sounds good pretty tattoo, cool, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, just so that every day when I took off my watch, I could look at it and think to myself, uh, success. Yeah. And I realize that's probably a little bit um, the secrety, you know? But I feel like if you're in a good mental headspace, like good things happen. Oh, the secret. I got you. Yeah. The, 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 what is it? Uh, I don't remember what their term is, but it's like envision the good future and it'll come that to was, you. Man, the, I, 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 I remember when the controversy, when everyone was like, what is the secrets? You got to buy the book or watch the movie or whatever to yeah. find out. And it turns out it's like positive. Me- uh, um. They have like a goofy word for it. But yeah, it's basically just like positive mental projection. Yeah, which has which is has been a uh, like not a theory, but it's, it's been it's been around forever. But it's also it's also like a great lazy P- man. Philosophy. PMA. Yeah. PMA. Positive mental attitude. It's a it's a great lazy man philosophy where you're just like, I'm I'm just I picture yep. myself having a lot of money. Like therefore yeah, I will get a lot of money. But you don't picture yourself working hard to like to <laughs> Actually, accomplish your yeah. goals. Yeah. You just imagine yourself, oh, I'm gonna win the lottery someday. You know, eleven million people are picturing themselves mm-hmm. winning the lottery every fucking day. Yeah. Uh and twice on Tuesdays. It's you have to, you have to like your positive mental image has to be like keeping yourself open to new experiences mm-hmm. and also driving yourself to do better and more things. Everyone that I've talked to, I've talked, told that I've lost my job. Mm-hmm. Not one of them has been like bummer. They've all been like, well, it's probably going to end up being, you know, a better opportunity in disguise. I'm like, yep. you know what? It usually is. My life is filled with like, oh, this sucks, but it turned out to be yeah. turn turn around pretty well. So when they told me like you're you're fired, and I was just like. Sucks for you. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't suck for me. Yep. Um, and not even not even because I believe in a silver lining, but just because I'm and, and a very how, lucky individual yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm not gonna sit and waylay myself thinking like, oh man, it sucks that I, it's like I'm fucking moving into a new house that I love. I love this fucking house. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to move in there and like have a Space. I yeah. cannot wait to have this space oh, I wish that I, I can I wish, spread and like work in. I wish I had space. Yeah, you can come live in my second house if you want. That uh, would probably be more spacious than my space now. It might be. 
And then you could just come cook in my kitchen and do all the dishes, and that'll be your rent. <laughs> you pay electricity for the tiny house, and yep. you do all the dishes. Uh, and I'll even I'll run an I'll run a network thing out there. You can game to your heart's desire. It'll be great. Uh, the anyway, the Harry Potter stuff. Like, sure, it was a great world. It was great when we were kids, but like, don't you think it's a time to grow up? Like, you're. You're not 11. Your Hogwarts letter's not coming. Oh, yeah. That's a great... That and I read a... Read a... Read a different book. Just just find any other kind of media to draw a parallel to. Because it's always Here's, like, yeah. Donald Trump is like Voldemort, and we are all Harry's army that fights against the Dark Eaters. And you're just like, you fucking retard. This yeah. is nothing like that. No. If anything... If anything, your quest for ideological purity is a lot closer to Voldemort's goals of of magical blood purity and the ideological purity of the Death Eaters. Sorry. You're the bad guy. (laughs) Hogwarts was a magical school where anything could happen. Yeah, and you know what? It was built on the back of slave labor. Yeah. (laughs) You want to live in a magical world where little fucking elf people live as slaves Slaves. to your every fucking whim. Yeah. And you don't even realize that because you're like, I'm part of Spew. I think house elves should be free. Then who's going to do your fucking laundry? (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Hogwarts kids aren't in there fucking doing no. laundry on the weekends. They just have clothes magically show up. And, yeah. Well, in magic, everything would be easier. But would it though? So do you remember do you remember uh who ran the banks in Harry Potter? The, the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> well, was the goblins. The goblins who yeah. were like these short hook hook nose. Yeah. And the the other funny thing is it's it's like you're and Harry man, Harry didn't even need money, right? He's Harry, the 1%. He's the 1%. He's an awful hero. He's an yeah. awful hero because we talked about this at dinner, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I I said that Harry Potter's not even a good allegory because it's not the it's not as archety- archetypal as Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars is very archetype-driven, yeah. and you you disagreed, which— I, I, I mean, I, I just think that, that it's not unarchetypal. Yeah, well, there's archetypes and everything, but Harry's a terrible hero. Like— the only thing Harry Potter is good at is fucking flying his broomstick and catching balls in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that literally happens. That literally happens. Tim. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Catching balls in his mouth. It's in the fourth game. The fourth one. I don't remember which fucking one it is. I'm not a homosexual that reads Harry no, Potter. No, it's not in the fourth one. Regardless of that, the first one. The everything else, like him, he the only reason why he's able to defeat he defeats Voldemort in the seventh book, like. Through a logic puzzle, QED, you lose, and yeah, then Voldemort yeah, dies. Yeah. And it's like, this is the most disappointing conclusion to a seven-book arc in my entire fucking life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and before that, like, all the, even down to the first book, like, the only reason why he even gets to the mirror of Erised to fight Voldemort the first time is because the people around him are good at other things. Yes, like he gets the last, he gets the he's good at the last room yeah. catching the flying uh-huh. key. Yeah. But the the chess room he needed Ron for yep. the potion room he needed yep. Hermione for getting past the dog he needed Hagrid's help yep. for. Like he's not he's he's and just so unbelievably lucky. 
He's almost he's borderline a Mary Sue, but not because he's great at everything. Because no. he just lu- like falls ass backwards into luck on yeah, fucking everything. Yeah, yeah. Like even the fourth book, right? He catches the egg, has no fucking idea how to solve it, and, and his the other his, his competitor yeah, yeah. has to be like, "Open it in the bathtub, you fucking retard!" <laughs> yeah, it's just constantly, constantly that shit. Happens. Neville Neville is is smart enough at botany to give him the gillyweed, so yeah. He can- so he can breathe game. underwater because yeah. he spends all week not like fucking solving yeah. that problem. Uh, even up to the end, you know, it's just like pure happens. Oh, this cloak is one of the what are they called? Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. How fucking convenient that is. Yep. Uh, where does Dad get it if it's like this ancient archetypal <laughs> piece of magic? What the fuck? Um, I. Hate Harry Potter. I said it. Good. <laughs> you hate what it's. You hate what it's done. No, I even hate the series now. Like I, I was so disappointed. I was so okay, disappointed okay, with yeah. the final book. Like it's such a disappointing conclusion. To like imagine, imagine if Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. The final battle. Luke is now finally a full Jedi. He's fighting Darth Vader. Imagine if in that he had just convinced his dad that he loved him. And uh oh. Oh, no. Because <laughs> Star Wars also did that with the terrible ending to a, a big buildup. It's these bad, the bad endings. It's like you're, no offense to him, your little sex with fairies and fucking uh-huh. loose women yeah, from yeah. Kung Fu. Uh, the third book of that's not going to be good. The last Game of Thrones is not going to be good. It's no, hard to it's finish hard. a series. It is, yeah. You know, uh, the last episode of Enterprise sucks dick. The episode that of that Star Trek the original series ends on, everyone's always pissed off about this, but it's like series didn't have finales in nineteen sixty nine. They just went on and on. It's what about the, uh, the Sopranos episode of the entire that series? That was early that was late nineties. That that but that, that's a bad ending. That was a huge horrible oh. ending. Yeah. I I, I never Cut watched to it. black and never, well, he got shot in the head. I assume I assume so, yeah. Um like the the way series, it's it really it's a lot better for your, your series to just kind of get canceled, yeah, or to do a movie like the X Files. Well, you uh, say that, but Deadwood got canceled, and then they came out with a movie that sucked. Yeah, yeah, but later. that was but that was that's different. That was a movie ten years after the fact. Yeah, which, which all, is, was always going to suck. Always going to suck. Oh, speaking of Deadwood, a fistful of data. You know where that movie takes that episode takes place inside the holodeck in Deadwood. In Deadwood, yeah, North So Dakota. I basically. Watch Deadwood, but in a way better version. Oh yeah, that's a with, great episode. With Brent Spiner dressed up as a prostitute. Yes, and and also, uh, what's your name? What Marina, was the Marina name? Sir is uh, also dressed as a prostitute. She doesn't dress as a prostitute. She's the the lonesome wanderer. Uh, I, I know. But they they really gave her I mean, it, every 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 chance they gave. Her was like, her name yeah, Trixie? You just just dressed in that skimpy no, thing. It was okay. Miss Annie. Uh, I love I love at the end when. Uh, Alexander's lying there, and he's like, he's like, you don't ever want to do it again. And Worf goes, is like, he's standing there, he won't look at Alexander, yep. and Alexander's facing away from him. He's like, the town of Deadwood will be need challenge again, and they will need a sheriff yep. and a deputy. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, yeah, look man. at this father-son bonding experience. I love Worf, man. Now I'm going to ship your ass back to Russia, you little bastard. <laughs> uh, you may not like Deep Space Nine. What, because of 
Uh, my my so my friend, minor spoilers. My friend has been watching. He he's been watching Deep Space Nine finally, and Warf. You know, Warf joins Deep Space Nine in the later seasons. I think my problem with Deep Space Nine so far is that Warf isn't in it. Yeah, well, you got to make it to season four, and then he's in it for the season rest. Season four? Are you kidding Episode me? Episode one of season four. You just got to make it through three seasons, and season three is pretty great. If you just get started, you'd start to. I, I've gotten started. It's just yeah. it's it just hasn't latched on to me really. I I love I love. Quark and Odo. Yeah. But everyone else so far, not really digging. Yeah. The, this first season, there's a lot, a lot of like individual character episodes so that you're really invested in them. And then they do more with that as they go on. In any case, um, he does not like the way that they treat Worf in the later seasons. Huh. Okay. I don't know if you, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's like, I think it's cool the way Worf's cultural differences bash heads against the like cultural norms of deep space nine compared to the enterprise but oh i mean that was I mean, part of my 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 love of wharf is is his cultural differences with the rest of the crew in tng yeah i well, mean the episode where uh ethics ethics yeah i love that episode yeah because it's you you know how deeply he believes in the Klingon code, wow. despite it being to us, you know, completely, completely barbaric. Completely barbaric. But if a warrior can't stand, he can't fight. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, this has been Trek talk. <laughs> What's your uh, last issue this week? Here's what I don't get: uh, getting your head up your own ass. Just just really just taking your head, shoving it up there, and smelling your own farts. Mm. Um, so, uh, uh, we've, we've had a bunch of like mini digital <laughs> E3s <sighs> the last two months because E3 is not happening. Uh, and, uh, most of them have not been great. Sony's was pretty good with the PS5. Yeah. And I, I hope Microsoft's second one, cause they did one already, but it was all third party stuff and had almost no gameplay in it. Um. I hope they're they're one they're doing one at the end of this month. I hope it's they're going to show a Halo and first party stuff. I hope it's good. Um, but this weekend there was two. There was uh, Ubisoft and Devolver Digital. Um, Ubisoft, uh, <laughs> man, it's they opened it with like twenty minutes of Watch Dogs three, and I literally fell asleep. <laughs> I literally fell asleep because I hate their. Uh, we are a political shit. When, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they like to smell their own apolitical farts. Um, when they're making games where you're literal resistance soldiers against a literal fascist uh, government. Yeah, and they uh, dress the guy like Donald Trump. I think so. I, I, I then they dressed they dressed a guy like Donald Trump in one of the games. Wasn't the the one was the one in Montana? That was Far Cry Five. Yeah. Yeah. Far, also Far Cry, where it started out as like you're a white. You're, where it started out as you're a jungle soldier. You're a soldier in a jungle, and then three was like you're a rich white boy doing drugs and having fun in this uh, depreciating third world country. Then you you start killing all of them, uh, and then four is like uh, there's a, there's a bad guy and there's there's a resistance. You're caught between the two. And then five was like uh, Montana is now MAGA country, and they're all. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we don't like Subway. <laughs> and then now Six is like, uh, you're the daughter of a literal uh, 
dic- I'm literally Hitler. Of, of a literal dick. You're the son and or daughter of a son or daughter. I think you can play as either one. Um, you're the. You can't play as the trans daughter? Uh, Sexist. You're the son or daughter of a literal. Um, uh, like a Hispanic dictator. Uh, the the trailer for that was like it was literally people throwing Molotovs at riot police and gear and smoke. It was smoke everywhere. It was painting graffiti, murals in the street. Painting murals in the street. It was. Uh, it was. <laughs> I were able to. But the worst was Devolver. Devolver has been doing. Um, they're a, they they publish indie games. Yeah. Um, in the last three years before this. This is the fourth year. Last three years, they've been having this great. Um, uh, they make fun of the E three, right? So uh, they've been doing these these gags with a lot, a lot of like blood and all this kind of crazy stuff. And there's a little bit of a story in the first two years, right? Mm-hmm. The first years, there's a little bit of a story behind them. And then the, th- the third year was they made fun of like the Nintendo Digital Direct stuff. Um, and there was a little bit more story in there. And then this year, they did like 20 minutes before they even showed a video game. <laughs> yeah. Everyone likes their own brand, man. Yeah. I, uh, their brand for their I think, specialized. I think Neil Druckmann really likes to sniff his oh, own farts. Oh, he loves his own farts. He thinks, he thinks he's like the next Rian Johnson. Yeah. Who is also a huge fart sniffer. He drive a Prius. I don't know. I don't know if Neil Druckmann drives a Prius, but yeah, uh, Ryan Johnson. It's uh, and I hate his shtick. Yeah, because I like Looper and Brick is really good. Yeah, but everything after that has been like, oh, you don't like what I do? Well, guess what? I'm doing it. I'm to doing 11. it uh, to eleven. You thought you got? You thought you were gonna get this? Nope. You actually got this. I mean the J.J. Abrams group with their mystery boxes. That's some that's some heavy duty fart oh, yeah. sniffing. Oh yeah, it always has been. I mean, like looking at watching Picard, they just oh, they set man. up so many little mystery things to not pay any of them off. It's like you have to. It has to be like tease, pay, tease, pay, and every thread that you set up, we want to tie it into the knot at the end. But you just have a knot of like three threads, and then this fucking wild beast of a pubic bush at the other end and meanwhile you congratulate yourselves because oh we did diversity it really sucks man I, I like it when when people can creators can step away and um, it's also it's also it's also I think it comes hand in hand with my first issue where bigger does not mean better no the other thing about the fart sniffer, right, is that you can – so I, I notice fart sniffers a lot in documentaries. There's a documentary about what Deep Space Nine, what you left, yeah, yeah. what we left behind, and there are yeah, – That title already is <laughs> very, very – Well, it's a, it's a play on the, the final episode because the finale is called What, what You Leave Behind mm-hmm. and we, What We Left Behind. Anyway. Yeah, but it's a, it's a documentary about a Star Trek show. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing is, a lot of it is interviews with cast, crew, staff, and when they're talking about, like, oh, the writers were so great, like the actors talking about how the writers are so mm-hmm. great, they're complimenting other actors and how they worked in this and how much they enjoyed this and that, and the effects people are talking about, but then they'll interview Iris Stephen Bayer, who uh-huh. is the one of the creators of Deep Space Nine and the head writer for most of the series, and 
that dude is full blown fart sniffer. <laughs> and he talks about the show and he's talking about himself and talking about the show. And it's just like, dude, don't talk about yourself. That makes you sound like a fart sniffer. Yep. When you when you talk about others and you talk about how great it is to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I don't think you're a fart sniffer. I think maybe you're a little bit of a kiss up, but I can take it as genuine. But you're just like, yeah, we wrote this show and it was great. We were doing all kinds of stuff. We had a black father son couple. Uh, who who else had that in the '90s? Like, very self congratulatory. Thank you. A black father son couple in the '90s. That's a little late. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, it was. And he dies. He dies his beard blue. He the other the other thing is. is the, 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 hmm. Does he also dye his top hair blue? No, he's shaved. He has his head shaved bald, and he wears his stupid little hat and stupid little glasses. That's what he looks like. That guy looks like a fart sniffer, right? Oh yeah, like I've seen. Like uh, so, imagine he didn't have the. He only had the beard part, not the mustache and the connecting part. Uh huh. That's what like Scott Ian from Anthrax has. Yeah. And occasionally he'll he'll like dye like the bottom like fifty percent of it pink or whatever. Uh huh. Right. That's fine, but that is full blown. Yeah, there's Jesus. There's he's also, got he has he's got fecal matter par, fecal <laughs> matter particles in that beard. Yeah, there's also a part in that documentary where they're like they bring up Trump for fucking no reason at all. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, the show ended in 1999. We don't need to talk about Donald Trump in this retrospective on D Space Nine. And that it really turned me off when well, I. Well, it kind of relates to it. It doesn't though. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of Star Trek, though, is that like I can watch an episode from '93 and be like, "Oh, this is just like today." But when someone goes, "This episode from '93 is just like today," it just makes me hate them. And the you mean episode. when the writers say that? Yeah, when the writers say that. Yeah. Uh, like you didn't predict the future, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just riding the wave. Like you throw out enough stuff, something's gonna stick. Yeah. The the fart sniffing in. Is uh, it's it's unbearable to listen yeah. to these people. They're so proud of themselves. Yep, that's that's a big reason why I hated all the media for like watching. Oh man, I saw this clip from the writers of Picard, and they were talking about how we really wanted to humble him and talk Ugh. about. They're they're talking about how like uh, cyborg android rights matter, lives matter, and and the one of the people says that or something to that effect, and I was just like, yeah, but your show. Like the point of your show is that they don't a this, robot it, yeah. a robot literally decided to end the universe based on a five minute conversation, and then decided not to end the universe based on a three minute conversation. So I came to the conclusion that robots need to be killed, yep. because they are a danger to everyone. I I, I have um, I have an idea in that in that I think more creators. See, it's 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 a it's a double-edged sword because do you know what imposter syndrome is? Yes. More creators, we need more creators that more good creators that have imposter syndrome. Yeah. That are afraid that are afraid that they're faking it. Uh that's part of it. That they don't they're not qualified to do what they're doing. And yeah. And yet they're making something great, but they're they're constantly questioning themselves on what as to whether they are, which yeah. I think keeps you on like your humble, like being humble? Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah, it's, being it's a form of extreme humbling yeah. to have imposter syndrome but if you're not i just i feel like there's so much media today that's created by people being like oh i am the best so great yeah this is so great i am the best 
and um, and not you know, I think like like Bethesda games. Like, why is there no quality control? Like, whoa, we're the best at making these huge open world, open branching yeah. games. It's like, yeah, but the games you make suck more and more every year. Yeah. Like, Skyrim was the last playable game you made that came out day one and was playable. Well, they haven't put out a game. Uh, uh, Fallout Four. Fallout Four is a fucking oh, yeah. mess. Four, even the and even, 76. Yeah, seventy seventy six is a fucking disaster. Elder Scrolls Online disaster. And uh, online's on, online's on a disaster. People it was initially. People. Well, yeah, all MMOs, it wasn't as bad all as MMOs Fallout seventy six. No, no, but it's still, it's just like you guys. But and then they're Todd Howard's, and they're just like, yeah, we're 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 great. We're making great games. Like, are you though? Like, have you have you expanded beyond anything? Yeah, no. no. You, you're making the same tired game. There's nothing new and interesting in Fallout Four. Yeah, I, I. The only new mechanic you added sucks the life out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I will always prefer a creator that that. Um, like Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon back in the day when he was like un, this n- nerd who was mm-hmm. kind of ashamed of himself, yeah. and and he made interesting shows that people loved. And then he made the Avengers, and everyone lauded him as the greatest man on the planet and, like, the king nerd. Mm -hmm. And then you know what he made? Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. The worst Avengers movie. Yeah, that wasn't, I don't think that was totally his fault. He actually, from what I recall, I was actually, that was one of my bigger, bigger, but, uh, bigger sequel things I was thinking about. It was Age of Ultron. He actually wanted a smaller, he, I believe he wanted a story that was even smaller than the first Avengers. Yeah. It was all personal conflict, personal conflict, and and I get it. Yeah. The thing with movies is, especially some, yeah. uh, something like Marvel, where there's never you have you have one hand on the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. But so does everyone else in the car. Uh, but I will always, I was, I was, I was gonna say, I will always prefer a creator that uh, willingly, will willingly talks about. Uh, their mistakes and what they could have done better. Yeah, it focuses on that over how what how, how they great, did great it is. Yeah. Well, it's like when we when we sit down and watch any project we've worked on together. Yeah. All I see are the like the mistakes. The mistakes. All I see is every fucking mistake. Yeah. Like we did we did this video for these people and Tim Tim text messages me after we've sent it to him. He's like, uh, "There's a problem where on these." Like six shots, uh, the logo in the bottom corner shifts by one pixel. Yep, and it's only visible on my computer, but not on my phone. And I was just like, "Damn, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's really, really yeah, fine." That's like <laughs> that's the stuff. Yep, that's it. I I I can barely like because uh, you know when I was when I was in school when I was in college when I was doing film stuff every. Uh, every year we do, or every you know, twice a year we do the film festival, and I had a film in all but the first my first semester there, of course, yeah. I think. And uh, they were all called like Project Two, Final Version Three, Actual Final. Yeah, of course. Cut. Um, but like created ten minutes before showing at this festival. Yeah, because that's yeah, when the exporting finished. That's when the exporting finished. Um, and but I mean. I think it was only the, la- the like the last. No, not even not even my senior senior film. I was able to 
here, here's I, I will maybe you can describe it. So I'm in front row looking at a big projector. This is what happens when one of my movies goes on. I either get up and walk out, uh huh, or I, uh, I do this. <laughs> I do this. Cringe down into your chair. Yeah, and and do like the. No, no, no! Can't watch it. Can't watch it. I remember uh, I went to a showing. I went to a, a performance of a show I sound designed once, and uh, I had had to make a bunch of compromises on it. And I was with people, and my favorite sequence is there was a thunderstorm. It was Othello. It was a rendition of Othello. Uh-huh. And there's a thunderstorm, and I that I had that fucking thunderstorm cooking because there's also like a ship battle out going on. So you've got cannon blast and thunder and lightning and pouring rain. And I just had this amazing maelstrom of a storm surrounding you. I had speakers. I had speakers everywhere. There were speakers on stage. There were speakers in the house. There were speakers. There was a speaker in the AV booth that was just pointed up. There was a speaker in the off stage. And I had sounds coming from all around you. And it was like an incredible sequence. Everything synced up with the lighting. It looked great. And uh, then intermission happened shortly thereafter, and everyone's about to go back in. And I go, "Yeah, I don't, I don't care about the rest of the show. I, <laughs> I hate, I, I hate every sound effect from this point forward." <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I'm when I did my senior thesis, it was I think I ended up being like forty-seven pages long. It was huge. That's and, humongous. <laughs> yeah, and it, what, but what it was was I basically sat down and I wrote it almost all in one go. I sat down and I started writing and I just stopped writing when the story was over. The story started the story started in my my the show for my senior thesis took place in September mm-hmm. but the story started in March. Ah. So I had to t- I told the story of like all this summer and all the work that I put into it that got just like cuz there was tons of work that I put into it that's completely it was completely irrelevant and was a t- and huge waste of my time. And I went through all of that and then the show and mixing the show. And then I post-mortem myself. And then the story is over. Like, here's everything. Here's every scrap of knowledge that I used. Giant paper. And it ended up, I I think the first draft was like 42 pages. And then I sent it to people to read and took notes. And it ended up Uh ballooning and ballooning and ballooning. And I did that twice. It's the only paper in college that I ever did a draft on. And I did a, dra- a rough draft, had notes, did a second draft, had notes from other people, and then I did my final version, and I turned that in, and I don't think anybody read it. Wow. Yeah. But it mattered to me. It was real nice, too. I had it bound in, like, a nice binding. It looked great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why I got an A on it. Because, you know, you, t- you pick it up, and you're like, this matters. This is This is someone who gave a shit about this. Yeah, yeah. Don't even have to read it. <laughs> uh, but there, a lot of it, a lot of it is just like I fucked this thing up. I fucked this thing up, and there was there was some amounts of praising in it. Like that was the second show that I ever mixed without a script. I did the whole show line for line, mixing, no script in front cool. of me. Normally, I would read a script and I'd be working the console by, while reading the script. Yep. But I was one hundred percent. I I memorized the show. And that's the way I mixed the show was by learning every line of every person. Oh, yeah, there's stage. always those cool, those, cool, those cool moments you have when you're working. Yeah, and it's like oh yeah, everything just worked out just just right, so that I could do this cool thing. 
And that's always cool. I'll talk about that cool thing. Yeah. Or how, uh, like, I didn't even mean, like, personally, I, I, it would be like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know that was in the shot, but it makes it so much cooler than it is. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, whatever. We, we, we got this at the perfect time where the, you know, the light passes just at the right moment and, you know. And boom, there he is on the bridge. Yeah. It just as Walk of Life fades in. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, that was a really good yeah. shot. Well, that, was, uh, that took us one try, right? Yeah, we did that in one one take. Yeah. You know, uh, it would be a lot easier to do it now because you could take the top down. Oh yes. And just yes. hang oh, yeah. out the back. <laughs> so if we ever if we ever do a, a remake of that, top I'd down, use the new car. I have to fix the top then before then. Well, do you have anything more on fart sniffing, Tim? No, that's about it. I think if we go on any longer, we will be sniffing our own. <sighs> well, this has been Here's What I Don't Sniff. I'm Tab Burt. <laughs> Catch you guys next week. See ya. Call into Here's We Got Hotline. Call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Uh, especially Dead Helm. If you've, if you've got something to say, say it because there's a 30-second chance that uh, we'll get to hear it. Now, he might just make all his voicemails 30 seconds long. That's his uh, That's his prerogative. prerogative. Yeah. But, uh, We're just saying you're not limited to 30 Or he might seconds. even change his name so we don't know it's Dead Helm. They'll give him ideas. <laughs> Well, let's see. I've got some. I think I know we have some voicemails that are not from Dead Helm this week. Hey, Triple G, Matt from Minnesota here. Just listening to the new episode, and I'm actually not going to say what you think I'm going to say. I actually have the story of the actual best dog in the world, my friend who passed away last year. Um, so I was living with a few friends. We had the top two levels of a duplex. And we kept the dogs when we weren't home on the first level. And then when we all got home, we would all go up to the top level. It was a big room, great to hang out. It was a cool place. Anyway, one of my roommates had gotten a cardboard cutout of Brock Lesnar, at the time, the heavyweight champion of the world. I know who that is. set it up at the top of the stairs. So we all come home. We get the dogs. And we're about to head upstairs and all hang out. And my dog gets into fucking fight mode. I've never seen him do that. And the was Brock Lesnar. 11 years that we were together, <laughs> he was ready to take on the heavyweight champion of the world for me <laughs> until he figured out it was the cardboard cutout. Good dog. Best dog in the world. Kind of dumb, though. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. See, here we go. Who's this one? Hey, guys, that helm. Nope. <laughs> I think this one is him, too. Oh, it says error loading voicemail. Hey, guys, that helm. Nope. <laughs> Here's one from the Discord from Goose One again. Uh, hey, guys, King Hunt 42. Here's what I don't get all these ridiculous TV shows that keep coming out. You, you guys touched on it with the. Quibi TV shows that are pretty ridiculous 
and it was pretty funny, you guys talking about them, but it honestly didn't even phase me, because there's even more ridiculous stuff coming out by, like, the mainstream channels. Yeah. Like, you got, first, you got Lego Masters coming out, uh, and, like, Tab, I don't know terrible. how you feel about yeah, that, but I'm like... stupid. That looks pretty stupid. I'm not going to watch that and give them any ratings. And then they top themselves with Ultimate Tag. Ultimate <laughs> Tag, who the fuck's getting paid to come up with this shit? That is the Nobody. most half-assed idea I've ever heard of. I'm like, they, they can't top this. This is just getting ridiculous. Then they come out with the floor is lava. Oh, like, God. come on. Like, here, here, let me spit a few. Uh, let's do Ultimate Red Rover. Uh, let's do <laughs> Ultimate Pillow Fight. Shit, I should be making loads of money. Fucking ridiculous shit. Have a good one. I want to see a uh, blanket fort masters. I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to see like full contact Red Rover, Ultimate Red Rover. Like team but, Sarah, you won this week's challenge, so we're giving you a machete. I can shoot suits of armor. Let's and see what yeah, happens yeah. here. Yeah, uh, Dylan, you were the loser, so you have to sacrifice a piece of your armor this week. <gasps> what would you like to sacrifice? Well, I guess I'll give my body. Well, let's play Red Rover. <laughs> uh, there's a there's there's one where it's just like celebrities play board games. Like, oh wow, the only thing that sounds worse to me than watching celebrities is watching celebrities play board games yeah. because they're not getting <laughs> enough attention. Uh, I think we've got a couple more voicemails. Error loading voicemail. I, I love it when it says that. That's my favorite thing that pops up. Yeah, the Wi-Fi is probably not working. Tab, how are you now? I'm playing on my phone. Oh, not so bad. Uh, here's what I do get. I'm not from Minnesota, by the way. Uh, currently in Wisconsin, because if you wait until after the 4th of July, fireworks are 50% off. So I just yeah. got like $600 worth of fireworks for $300. And that's pretty cool. All right. Later. That's really what we should have done. Yeah. Should have mm. waited until after the 4th of July, bought a shitload of fireworks, mm. saved them until next year. Next year. year. Set up a shop. Uh, on the voicemail, the transcription says, I just got like $600 worth of fireworks for $3,000. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got screwed, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. There's there's one more from Deadhelm. Hey, guys, you know how... So, no, we unfortunately, don't. <laughs> we can't play that one. <laughs> but uh, next week, next week we'll play 30 seconds of, of a Dead Helm voicemail as decided randomly by everyone but me. Mostly because I can see the transcripts before I play yeah. them. So I don't, want, I don't want anyone to say there's favoritism in me choosing what he gets to talk about. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's it for this with this episode. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. Next week, next week we're going to have a Here's What I Don't Eat um, because Jay is sending us a package. It was supposed to be here today, but, of course, USPS delivered mm-hmm. it late, and in it is some InfoWars coffee. Oh, great. So I hope you're looking forward to that, Tim. I am because... Is that like the lizard blend? It's not like the last one was terrible. <laughs> it was, but the last one was also something... That you don't normally drink? It was an energy drink. I've had energy drinks, and I like energy drinks. Oh, okay. We still got that, don't we? Yeah, there's some right there next to Tim. Yeah. Turbo Force, energy, metabolism, alertness. It's got a good shelf life. I don't like coffee. At least black coffee black. So I will bring um, I will bring some 
some powdered chocolate that we can put in there for you. I do like a, I do like a uh, a mocha a mocha cafe you, you mocha. Liked, you like that little mocha that I made the other night? The, oh, that was the Bailey's. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, Irish coffee. It was a uh, yeah. Fish. It was an Irish mocha because I put Bailey's Irish cream whiskey and yum chocolate in Death Wish coffee. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Well, so I'll bring I'll bring a similar mixture of things to uh, help assist you in consuming the coffee, <laughs> and uh, I'll drink it black. Todd, how are you going to have it? What, the coffee? Yeah. Uh, I normally like some uh, creamer and sugar. I bet you would like cream in it, you faggot. (laughs) (laughs) Half and half. (laughs) Oh, Anyway, that's all we've got. Thank you, everybody, who called in. And uh, we'll catch you next week.